Hello, listeners, and welcome to Disney Minus, an accursed, blighted place where we <laughs> watch everything on Disney Plus. Um, although, you know, this week maybe it's not so cursed. I'm Nero, and uh, I, I, I just, I, I have to wonder: Are we living in the world where Judge Doom won? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, d- I had some thoughts about that. Right. Um. I'm Steven, and whenever Roger's not on screen, my kids should be asking, where's Roger? I'm Kat, <laughs> and I'm not sarcastic. I'm just... No, actually, wait, I am that sarcastic. We watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No question mark. There's no question mark in that title. Yeah, apparently that's like a film industry superstition thing. Like, it's bad luck to include uh, the question mark. One of the other rumors about this, too, is that the executives vetoed it after a focus group came back that and suggested that audiences were wary of a movie, of movie titles that contained overt questions. But that's, that's just a theory. So weird. But a okay. Disney theory. I... A, mo- a film theory. This is what they do now. They, 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 you know, foc- they just focus group everything these days. That's why they just pump out garbage for the most part. In fairness to Zemeckis, the only um, note that I saw regarding focus groups was that the first one was like 18 and 19 year olds who all walked out of the movie hating it, and he decided, you know what? I'm not going to change a damn thing. Respect. Fuck I know. Them, fuck them kids. Um, Sometimes audiences yeah. have it right, though. Like, apparently in Deep Blue Sea, the main scientist character was supposed to live at the end, and it pissed audiences off so much that they got her eaten. <laughs> There's also, you know, the, the ending to the Little Shop of Horrors movie was changed from focus grouping. You know, it depends, really. But, you know, it certainly helps to put a movie in front of audiences if you're trying to make, like, a crowd pleaser. But as far as in- artistic integrity goes, eh, it, it, ain't, <laughs> it ain't your best option. So, we don't have time to get into all of the things about this movie because... It's like you could you could fill a, a gigantic tome with the lore behind this movie, with the production of this God, movie. God, you really that could. would be like, like a reverse rebirth, but with behind the scenes who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and in fact, I subscribe to you know the, the Talking Simpsons Network. They have a podcast called What a Cartoon, and they have a Patreon show where they cover a bunch of animated films. And this past Ooh. a month, they covered this movie. Nice. The podcast is six and a half hours long. Oh my, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I can, <laughs> because I can that's, totally believe that. That's just how much there is to say about this film. I think it is It is fair to say that this movie is, is probably one of the most important movies in the field of animation. And not just for the technical achievements, although those are certainly nothing to be sneezed at, obviously. Yeah. Um, this movie is sort of responsible for kickstarting the, the, the cartoon boom of the, of the early nineties, right? This comes out in 88. Yeah. Right. And suddenly all these like sort of older cartoons are fresh and new again in people's minds. They're relevant. The extremely <laughs> cheap and toyetic, uh, cartoons Ooh. of the eighties are extinct and in comes fresh blood that has, Bigger ideas about what you can do with the medium of animation, of animation than sell shitty He-Man figures. <laughs> but also, don't get us wrong. <laughs> We're going to do that, too. All of this still existed. This movie was merchandised to fuck. 
Um, <laughs> and several sequels were planned, but never materialized for uh, a variety of reasons that we also can't get into because we'd be here for six fucking hours. Yeah. yeah suffice to say, it um, involves Steven Spielberg. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do have a bunch of trivia that I found. Obviously, I will try to whittle that down to just the most oh, important yeah. ones. Like, like the fact that Bob Hoskins' son didn't talk to him for two weeks because he was mad that he worked with Bugs Bunny and didn't let him meet him. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> that's adorable. I, like, I mean, honestly, that's deserved, man. And, I mean, this... Like, so many movies have, trying, or have tried to chase this movie's steez, right? There's one coming out. Very soon, which is a shitty, terrible-looking Rescue Rangers reboot full of meta jokes and really terrible-looking animation. Because, you know, the thing about this movie, it has... It's like a mix of traditional, like, the classic Chippendale and, like, the new CGI Chippendale from the trailer. Yeah, but but they don't have... The problem is that they don't actually have real hand animation. It's that thing where they take CGI models and color them to make it look... Right. Like hand animation. Yeah. Like you you can definitely tell a difference between that and like the tunes and this that were literally drawn onto the film. And animated on the ones. Right. That's the most insane yeah. part of this movie. Usually you animate at a lowered frame rate to make it work. But because these these <laughs> no. tunes had to interact with real people, they had to be animated on the ones so they could match the frame rate of the film. Yeah, basically what they did was um, they took all of the frames that it, for any of those scenes, got tracing paper, drew the tunes in, or like literally every frame of movement for the tunes in that scene, and then used something called an optical printer to merge the footage together, which I'm not super sure how that works, but it looks like it's multiple projectors projecting onto the same point and then recording that. Yeah, it's insane. They had like an entire invention to create this movie yeah and you know another thing is that this movie didn't have a whole lot of like star power as far as the actual actors went right yeah because he so you got bob hoskins who was like i would not say he was the biggest thing in the world um in fact he's pretty short Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> but you know, he he he's like this was the age in which you could make a movie where like a short, stocky, bald Englishman because Bob Hoskins was a was a British lad. Uh, he just oh. plays a lot of Americans. Um, where you yeah, could you could lead a you could lead a movie with that. Uh, the other biggest name as far as the live action actors is Christopher Lloyd. And then yeah. everyone else is character actors. Yep. Yeah, because um, that is the thing. Um, most, if not all, of the tunes are voiced by their proper actors. Betty Boop hadn't existed since, like, 1939, and they got her voice actress to play Betty Boop for the five minutes that she was on oh, screen. That's yeah. awesome. She was, like, 80 when they made this movie. Um, yeah. So was Mel Blanc. But unli- unlike uh, Ma- unlike Mel Blanc, she was not actively dying. So she turned in yeah. some better performances. Um, yeah, Mel Blanc was not able to voice Yosemite Sam. He wasn't able to do Daphne's Daph- oops. Yeah, he was... He they, they And they had to, like, digitally fuck with his Daffy voice to make it... 
good. Um, <laughs> like, at a certain point, let the man rest. He, like, died the year after this movie, I think. Um, yeah. But they made a huge deal about, like, it's Mel Blanc voicing Bugs and Daffy. Like, and and the, the tunes really were, like, the stars. Because they had, there's so many fucking cameos in this movie. God. Just. And that shit had to be negotiated to hell and oh, back, yes. too. Like, um, for, uh, for all of your, like, for all. Like, for all your smaller characters, I'm sure it was probably a lot easier. But, like, since this was made by Touchstone, which is owned by Disney, Warner Brothers would not let them use Bugs and Daffy unless they specifically had the same amount of screen time and I think the same number of lines as uh, Mickey and uh, Donald. And then even at the very end with Porky Pig and Tinkerbell. Yep. Yep. There were a lot of very specific stipulations when it came to that. Also, um, another thing that happened was apparently Warner Brothers with Looney Tunes, they would only allow their characters uh, if they used their 1980 design, but Disney wanted their 1940s design. Cause yeah. Betting. But to get around it, the animator who worked on the Looney Tunes characters made two <laughs> versions. He made the 1980 style that he showed the executives, and then he did their version, which he put in the movie, and Warner Brothers didn't find out until the movie was released. That's yeah. By that point, it's like well, shit. That's the right choice because they were right. Those do fit much better with the style. Um, So yeah, I mean, and before right, but and you know, it's not just the gimmicks. It's also just like a fun noir movie with the like cool scenes and then a lot of fun characters and also yeah, like the tune stuff aside, this is legitimately a really good movie. Hey, uh... And also, one more detail about this movie that most people do not know. Uh, it was based on a book called yeah. Who Censored Roger hell? Rabbit? Which is mostly the same, but it's a much more cynical and complex story. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't quite add up. Uh, Jessica yeah, Rabbit was now... like the, an actual femme fatale villain instead of the like subversion of that. Right. Yeah. Now, do you know the next bit of trivia about the follow-up book? Is it, yeah, because I do. it's fucking hilarious. I do know this because it came up on that <laughs> podcast. So yeah, the, the that book was not particularly popular, but Zemeckis saw, or like, you know, executives saw this this book. Someone saw this book. and Because and, and the, the, the main conceit is still the same, that cartoons exist and are actors within a studio system. Uh, but someone saw that idea and, saw, and thought that would be a fucking great movie. All this other shit sucks, Which... though. <laughs> yeah. So after Roger Rabbit, the movie comes out, the guy goes back to write more Roger Rabbit books. But problem in the book, Roger dies. He is, in fact, the murder that spurs the whole thing off. And like the he interacts with Eddie through some fucking convoluted ghost situation. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> um <laughs> but he wanted to write sequels after the movie, which at this point functionally would basically be fan fiction of the movie. Right. So what they had was he, <laughs> I he, love it. He made it so that the entire first book was a bad dream. Jessica rabbit had, and then he just wrote yeah! two more books <laughs> with like real Roger. It was, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's honestly kind of a flex. It's yeah, that's insane. That is incredible that he would be able to pull that off. But enough about I just I cannot get over enough it. about that fucking hack. Let's talk about the movie based on his work that ended up much better. Um, one thing I love is that 
they instantly, basically as soon as possible, they start with the the Roger Rabbit short, right? Like the, you you get the yes. logo of the movie just to let you know, like, hey, you didn't walk into the wrong theater. You aren't just watching a cartoon. This is the movie you paid for. But we we get right into it. Yeah, and there are like three of these Roger and Baby Herman uh, shorts on their own on disney plus that you can watch yep uh they they ran and because briefly this movie resuscitated the the thing of like animated shorts running before movies like cartoon shorts running before films because that's basically what the opening scene is really yeah uh and that's how it was back in the 40s which is you know it's a period piece um (laughs) and you know it it's so funny because this is like a it is a it is a real mashup of a lot of different styles. Obviously, we're working a lot with like the 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 action is much a lot closer to like a Tom and Jerry with the the you know extreme violence and slapstick and and focus on that stuff. The intro with their big smiling faces is the yeah. old Disney cart- uh, old Disney short intros that had the characters like big smiling mug in front of it to let you know who was starring in in the short and then the credits with the the little concentric circle background that's the looney tunes uh stuff so like we're mashing all of these golden age cartoons together into one roger rabbit and they just kind of let the short play as it would as a real cartoon yeah I, I know we said that we would lay off on the trivia, but do you want to know why Roger's colored the way that he is? Because it's fucking stupid. Oh yeah, because he's he's like he's a brown rabbit in the uh, in the book. Yeah, they made him they made him red, white, and blue to match the colors of the American flag, so that people would subconsciously like it more. That's really oh. funny. That's dumb as hell. That is an idea <laughs> that was born from only an amount of cocaine that an '80s executive could do. I mean, for real. Did you know this movie got the uh, got the actor for Roger Rabbit picked on by the animators working on the Great Mouse Detective? I didn't know that part. I knew he w- he insisted on being on set in Roger Rabbit costume yes. right. to and voice all of his lines. And that's live. why is because the animators that were working on the Great Mouse Detective time they thought that was how the movie was going to be. They thought all the cartoons were going to be actors in shitty costumes. That that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, so that would actually also be unironically yeah, Charles Fleischer, uh, yeah, who is uh, the voice of Roger Rabbit here, um, which I guess means that Roger Rabbit is a Fleischer cartoon, right? Aha. Aha. Yeah, so we, that that plays out as a normal like short one. I'm not going to describe every fucking gag because I, <laughs> you know, I we'd be here all day once again. But eventually. This is such a fucking good, like, reveal, because he, he smashes into the fridge in the end, right, and his head goes to the bottom. And then they open the fridge, and it's a live-action fridge. And you're just instantly yeah. like, no, we're, we're not, we're, we're just slamming you right into the seat. We're just slamming your face right into it. This is what the movie is. Well, Roger's face. Yes. And this is a great, because immediately this director, Raul, is, is on set yelling, hollering about, you know, it's another ruined take. We get the gag of Baby Huey having the voice of, like, a 50-year-old man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, it's great because this guy is like, he, Roger misses fucking lines. And Roger's like, well, what do I, what I do? And he's like, you're supposed to make stars appear on your head, not birds, idiot. And the idea like, of 
Like, instead of really dialogue for tunes, you just have actions that they conjure with their weird fucking situation. It's great. Like, it's just... Yeah. And that's one of the things that sets this movie apart from any of its fucking imitators, right? The sort of ease with which it world... the The ease with which it world builds. It's just like... It just it just sort of immerses you completely into this world and doesn't really wink too much at the camera, right? It's not it's not it's not like going, wow, isn't isn't this isn't this conceit wacky? It's like you know, it, does, it takes itself seriously enough. Yeah, and like even as far as like the info coming across, like they have a few spots where they tell because like they kind of needed to in the moment. But this movie is super fucking good at the show don't tell rule. Oh yeah. This was this was back before you know, when 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 people sort of told stories through a visual medium instead of having a character, you know, exposit their entire backstory at you for extended periods of time. So we we get that, and we we're introduced to our protagonist in the best way possible, which is, uh, you see he go he he sees Roger you know going about his antics. He goes, ugh, tunes. And he takes a big <laughs> swig from a bottle of whiskey he keeps in his gun holster. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's where he keeps it. He tells it. you so many things about Eddie Valiant immediately. I love his fucking name. I can't get over it's it. It's a cool. It's like one of the coolest names anyone could have. So we go right from there. He walks into the office of the studio owner, R.K. Maroon. Um, yes. What a maroon. What a maroon. Uh, yeah. Who is doing some editing, uh, and, and he he called Eddie here to to because he has a job for him, right? He's like, all right, so my my boy Rod. I mean, and also like, there's a, the the dialogue in this movie is great. It's very snappy, very stylish, very noir, fucking spectacular. Um, there's a line where he's like, uh, yeah, he asks Eddie, you know, you know much about show business valley? He's like, I know there ain't no business no. like it. <laughs> witty um but he's basically says hey listen i have been having a lot of trouble with roger you know he's my main star here but we're going so over budget on all of his cartoons because he can't he he can't get his head in the game because there's a bunch of rumors swirling around about his wife fooling around on him and he's and he's too worried about that to concentrate on the scripts and so he's like i want you to investigate these claims take take some pictures see if she really is fooling around it'll hurt but it'll like it'll set it, it'll it'll you know it'll, it'll keep it'll refocus them on what needs to happen and uh you know we got it's jessica rabbit and she hangs out at the ink and paint club yeah which is a fantastic little little name for the club there i love um, how we have to specify scotch on the rocks and i mean ice so when he gets his glass yes. there's still a rock <laughs> yeah yep yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and he said, there's an interesting bit of the like tune thing that appears here, right? Where obviously a big part of it is the 1940s studio system. That's what kind of what it's really sending up. But this also brings in a little bit of like a racial aspect, right? Because he says tune review, uh, humans only, which is like a real thing from back in the, in the the, the uh, 20s and 30s. Yeah. 20s and 40s. Where you had black performers in white-only clubs, um, and Toontown is also like walled off from the rest of the city. Like there, there are aspects of it 
that definitely call to mind stuff like that. But I'm glad that they, they don't necessarily lean too hard on it. They don't because I yeah exactly. I was about to say if you lean too hard on it, you get Zootopia, <laughs> and things really start to fall apart. And also, I don't know if 1988 Touchstone Pictures, uh, Robert Zemeckis ready for that. has has the right chops to tackle anything like that. Yeah, no. So Eddie is reluctant to take this job because it's it's fucking dirty work, right? You you snap and you're snapping pictures. He calls it he calls it a snoop job. Uh, you're snapping pictures of some some guy's wife fooling around. Um, so he demands like he demands a hundred dollars, which is a yeah, lot okay. of money in 1947. A lot yeah, of let's let's see real quick. Yeah, do do the like, inflation calculator. Yeah, how much was a hundred dollars in nineteen forty-seven money? Forty-seven, not one dollar. We want one hundred dollars. Oh, Jesus! How much? How much is it? In ni- in nineteen forty-seven, an item purchased for one hundred dollars would, in twenty twenty-two, cost one thousand two hundred eighty-nine dollars twenty-six. Jesus, That's, that is quite a, that, that is a pretty expensive job for some pictures. That's like, an entire, it. That's like an entire paycheck. Yeah, Mar- yeah, Maroon scoffs at this, uh, but you know Eddie Eddie play you know he plays the hard bargain right, and he's also you know I this, got debts, and I I really like this because also we don't instantly get the like full backstory about his brother. We get it drip fed. Where first he's like, I don't work Toontown, um, and and Maroon's like, Well, why do you want to work Toontown? Everybody loves Toontown. We don't really get it until we don't get like the final bit of the puzzle until like at the yeah. very end. Yeah, until he tells Roger yeah. in the theater, uh, which I love. Well, you know, this is a, this is a movie that respects its audience. Could you imagine that? I no, couldn't. Not these days. So yeah, he 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 accepts the job. He gets fifty dollars up front with fifty upon job completion. Um. He gets jump scared by Dumbo, here yeah. where and and they, we get the, we get this cute bit where they have uh, th- this weird bit of lore where Maroon says they have he has Dumbo and all the guys from Fantasia on loan from Disney, which is interesting. I want to know if like, that I means guess you have Chernabog and Gins- oh, I guess I think he, he was does. in Fantasia. He must um, I mean holy shit? I wouldn't want to fuck with Toontown if I knew that guy was going around. <laughs> So imagine getting lost backstage and you open a dressing room and fucking Chernabog is in there. The devil is in there. Yeah, like I, I guess that means that like <laughs> Disney is its own studio in this world and employs its own tunes and Maroon yeah. Studios yeah. has like the rip off. Rented them out. Yeah, rented them out rented them out for something. And but not but not like any of the big names, just Dumbo and some idiots from Fantasia. Like <laughs> certainly yeah. they couldn't afford Mickey or any, they anybody just have real. The they can't afford Yin Sid or Chernabog. They've got the brooms. Yeah, they got the brooms. Which we do see the brooms sweeping up because yes. obviously a mess happens due to shenanigans. Oh yeah. And while they're sweeping up, a guy is playing the music on a saxophone, which to me oh, I like. seems to send the message that if you play that music, they'll just start working. I need to get me they, some They also there's also I think we see the fawns from uh, Fantasia at some point later in Toontown. So they, they, they sh- there's more that show up. I know we're talking about Disney Nero, but right there when you said you see the fawns, my mind went in a totally Yeah, I thought direction. it too. <laughs> Was it Pan's Labyrinth? No. Or no, you saw. Oh, you thought. 
the happy days. <laughs> Literally waiting for it. Yeah, like, so did I. I had to stop and think for a minute, like, wait a second. <laughs> that man is a live-action cartoon. Um, I mean, not wrong. So, yeah, he. <laughs> this is great. He Valiant walks out of the studio. You know, we, we see a lot of the tunes roaming around, interacting with the real world, you know, showing off, mm, right? Real good. And he tries to get on the, the, the red trolley here. And the guy's like, he holds up the, the check for $50. And the guy's like, what are you looking like, a bank? Good line. Um, so instead he joins a bunch of like street urchins uh, in, uh, in, in hanging out on the back of the trolley. And this is where we get another very good piece of characterization, subtle characterization, where Eddie helps this kid onto the trolley to show that, like, yeah, he's a grouchy asshole drunk. But he's got a heart of but gold. Like, he cares. Yeah. Showing that early. <laughs> hey, mister, ain't you got a car? Yes. And then he has. who needs a car when we have the best public transportation in the world? And we cut to the 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 uh, the transit station getting, you oh. know, with a big sign saying, you're now owned by Clover, you know, Clover whatever industries. And the logo is obviously meant to resemble those those highway clovers. Uh, uh, foreshadowing and also pain. So, yeah. Also, my that's that's foreshadowing for the real world. That's not even foreshadowing. That's true. I am hearing also some someone has some like rhythmic thumping going on in the background. Is there like a washing machine going or something? No, that's me. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought I was. I thought I had enough walls between me and it. That's also me. Sorry. Oh. Like washing machines and stereo those little itty bitty moth things that like sneak into bags of rice and stuff I've got them like all over my kitchen I'm trying to kill as many as I can so yeah, yeah he we, we get to the we get to the like he, he gets to his office he gets delivered some bills but immediately he goes to the the uh, the transit the, the, the uh, terminal station bar um, and chats up some of his, his barfly buddies right we, there, there's a yeah there's a lot of great dudes in here there's a man inexplicably wearing a cowboy outfit yeah there is Don't, for some reason a, don't know why there's a mute guy who uh talks through a notebook he has there's this dude who lost his arm wearing like a military uniform so you can assume he lost it in world war ii um, oh god, what would tunes have been like added into World War II? Industrial. Very racist. Very racist. We know we god. know what tunes ha- what, what oh, tunes look yeah. like during World War II. We've kind of seen that Oh all. yeah, okay. Don't ask Donald what he was doing back then. That's not a good list, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Um so yeah, but like they they have some talk. There's the, one of the red car, uh, you know, the trolley guys is is blackout, yeah. and they say, oh yeah, he's, he got laid off. His whole the whole company got bought by that that cloverleaf uh, thing. Couldn't um, sound ominous at all. Nah. Yeah, it's it's not no it's not foreshadowing at all. It's, the, so it's fine. This is where people we, are gonna love driving in cars. We he orders a shot, uh, uh, you know, some some bourbon, meets Dolores. Who is like immediately you can tell, ah, these two have history. Like from the very first yeah. uh moment of screen time here. And she's like, I can't serve you any more booze, Eddie. You haven't paid your tab. <laughs> and he's like, No, no, I got no. A look, check. look at this, I got this check. I'll be able to pay you back real soon. 
And, you know, she's like, wow, 50 bucks, what's that for? And he's like, oh, I just gotta take some pictures of some rabbit's wife. And she's immediately like, oh, right, you're still like a scumbag, whatever, man. <laughs> and he's like, like, just let me borrow the camera. <laughs> Mine's in the shop. And she's like, oh, the pawn shop, I bet. I mean, not um, wrong. Also, Dan so, Yeah, so, and all, there's a, um, you know, she's like, yeah, I still have some vacation photos on there, so make sure not to, you know, overwrite those. I, where did they say they went to vacation? Some tropical uh, place. I didn't catch it. Um, and so, but yeah, like he uh, he goes to he gets the camera, and he heads to the Ink and Paint Club, where he, he the password is like Walt sent me, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Walt sent me. And he goes inside. He the gets past like the gorilla <laughs> doorman. Someone in the IMDb trivia really put. The catch or the password was Walt sent me. This is a reference to Walt Disney. No, and 157 people were like, "Oh, that's interesting." Really? No. Yes. Is that true? Is that a reference to Walt Disney? I can't. You wouldn't believe it, but wow, that's amazing. So he goes in there and he sits next to the funniest old man you've ever seen in your life. This is Marvin. I Acme. love this dude. Also on stage. Uh, Donald and Daffy Duck are having yeah! a piano duel. I wish it could all just be this, just just that. This is fun. This is fucking fantastic. So like, yeah, they're 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 doing their shtick right. Uh, there's a bit. There's a really good bit where Daffy like turns into Beethoven and is you know, he's got the like big cr- crazy hair and he's playing like a madman. Um, like. And this is where, because they're here's here's the thing, right? Here's the thing you have to keep in mind every time you see one of these tunes interacting with a real object. There was no CGI in 1988. Yeah. You could not make it so that the so there's an octopus bartender, right, with like a bun, you know, making a bunch of drinks, and he's got a bunch of different shakers and glasses and everything. Like, they had that shit on those fishing are, wire. Those are all real. Those are all real props. They are puppeteering through fishing wire and robot arms and puppeteers. And yeah, like, robot arms. I forgot. Yeah, there's a... There's a <laughs> during the scene later where Roger drinks some booze right before he, he gets dipped, or he about, he's about to get dipped, there's a robot arm that just dumps whiskey on the floor. <laughs> like, that. that's the... That's the problem with this movie. It's so hard to focus on any of the actual noir clues that are peppered throughout it because you're just looking at that scene and going, "What the fuck? How did they do this? <laughs> what is? How did? They, how, how did they make this? I like. It is insane the amount yeah, of that, practical effects that went into this film. Yeah. Well, even just beforehand, apparently, like Disney was really, I guess, uncertain about actually signing off on having this made but like the crew mocked up i guess just a little short of roger walking around and falling into some crates and they just would not believe that it was not a guy in a costume they thought like it had to be something that was done for real and they're like no we animated that shit suck it give us money and also crucially the most crucially you have a lead actor bob hoskins who's really Ugh, good, good actor. at interacting with things he can't see and keeping the yeah. proper sight lines, which is always the thing that these movies fuck up, where you just have yeah. actors oh. who are clearly just <laughs> staring through something. 
okay. I shared one adorable bit of trivia about his son. Another adorable bit. Apparently, he watched his daughter playing with her imaginary friends. Oh. There you go. But then he also said that he spent so much time for this movie having to visualize a cartoon rabbit being there with him that even after filming was done, he couldn't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> the man, like the man, almost gave himself schizophrenia and Bro- didn't take another job for like a year. Broke his brain. I mean, the re- the real thing that broke his brain was the Mario Brothers movie. That's probably just because everyone God. was drinking and doing huge amounts of cocaine because that's just the kind of movie it was. I mean, it was worth it. That's a fun-ass movie. Yeah. So, like, so he gets something in Paint Club. He meets Marvin Acme. He squirts him with a pen. And then sure. it disappears. He's like, ah, it's disappearing ink. That's a clue for later. Um, yeah! This is where he orders a drink from a penguin. And he's like, whiskey on the rocks. And he, 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 he thinks about something. And he's like... <laughs> well, that means ice. <laughs> these, ass- these assholes are going to be real rocks. Yeah, with these fucking idiots. And lo and behold, when he gets his drink... It is indeed a rock. But, you know, ahead, oh, fuck. Ahead, I forgot to pay attention for the drink coming out. Ahead of his... It is indeed a real drink, and it's like it's on a tray, and it's being held by a penguin. Uh, although, you know, he's ahead of his time, right? Whiskey stones are very popular these days, so people's whiskey doesn't get diluted by the slowly melting ice. Um, speaking of the huh. whiskey, though, I really like... Like, Bob Hoskins does very convincing alcoholic acting here. Where he's not like a fucking cartoon drunk stumbling around and slurring every Whoa, word. Ho, ho, ho. Where he's like, but you know, it's a lot of him no, yeah, like he... rubbing his face and smacking his lips. And he's all not constantly drinking from his bottle, but the moments where he does are like, there's a characterful reason for it. He licks his fucking fingers after he picks the whiskey rock up because he just he just needs that extra bit. You gotta, you gotta suck yeah. all the booze off. I don't want to waste it. I paid, don't waste paid any money drops. <laughs> yeah, this is where Betty Boop shows up. Yeah, and this boop, is boop, a, another boop. another great moment I where it shows. Oh yeah, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Sure, he ain't, he doesn't like tunes. He seems to have a distaste for tunes, but he's not like he doesn't hate tunes because he chats with Betty and they seem to know each other. They're old pals. I think also some of it yeah. could also be because of how Betty's acting. Like she's not like being all zany and kooky and hijinks. Yeah. Just, She's doing her job. She's coming over to say hi to a That's old right. acquaintance. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't mind tunes. He hates the silly. Exactly. Which, eh, comes with the territory. Yeah. So he's he... and Betty does say something very troubling here about how it's, times have been tough since tunes went to color. Yes. And like, which is a reference. I don't to know like, what that means. Well, it's a reference I don't know where to new tunes are coming it's, from. It's, a, it's yeah. I mean, there is that, but you know, obviously, it's referencing silent movie stars being unable to adjust to sound films, right? Yes, yeah, um, which was a thing that happened. But yeah, I don't know where... I think, I think Charlie Chaplin talked about that, because he had trouble with it. I guess, Yeah, I guess like some tunes are naturally in black and white, and some are in color. I think, it's yeah, it's it a very like strange... A com- I think it's just like commentary on just how stuff's changing. Like, alright, yeah, it yeah. used to be all black and white, it, it and is... now, okay, stuff is color, it's changing, it's different now, it's not what I'm made to be. Yep. Oh, no, yeah, 100%. That's, like, what this is referencing. It's just in-universe. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. wait, so where are these? Where are more tunes coming from? Yeah, I mean, that's the, those are the <laughs> those are the questions you can't really ask because it, it, it just, like, you, can't you go down a, 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 a spiral. It, it isn't quite yeah. as bad as, like, say, Cars, where if you think about it even Good. a little bit, right. you just get a million questions. But, like, those particular that's things That's also because Cars this. is, like, begging you to think about yes, it. Yes, but Cars is shoving it in your face. This is just, like... This is the reality of the world. So anyway, 
I want to get to this next part. So, so the the, the duck show ends. <laughs> Donald fires a cannon at Daffy. Yeah. Um, and and Acme's loving all of it. He's like, they never get to finish their their number, but it's always so funny. Um, and then it's getting ready for Jessica to come out, and there's a great line where so so Acme's spraying himself with perfume and like get, getting all excited, and 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 Eddie leans over to uh to Betty and is like. Like a thing for rabbits or something. Obviously, imagining in his head, like yeah, I think Jess- oh, I know Jess- she's married to Roger. Yeah, Jessica and I know Rabbit. Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit is like the Minnie Mouse of rabbits, right? Like it's it's just it's just Roger with a bow in his hair and some eyelashes. Which you know, to be fair, that would have also been a good effect if she was that, but people still acted so, like she was as hot as she was. Although that would have basically funny. meant everybody in this universe is a furry. Yeah, you know. So actually, maybe never mind. So, I would like to make the following statement about the appearance of this of this uh, of the first appearance of this character, Jessica Rabbit. <clears throat> I got a trivia. I got a trivia to bring oh, up. It's fucking weird. <laughs> hubba hubba. That's all. That is all I would like to say. Um, okay, that that aside, that is fair. I would like to read to you. A trivia that I found on IMDb because it's fucking weird to me. And I, I don't super know why they would have done this. I can, I guess, see the reasoning, but I don't feel like I fully noticed the effect. To give Jessica's ample bosom an unusual bounce, yeah. her supervising animator, <laughs> Russell Hall, reversed the natural up-down movement of her breasts as she walked. They bounce up when a real woman's breasts bounce down, and vice versa. Which... First off, just sounds like he came up with an excuse to watch a bunch of ladies walk around. But second, buddy, what? Because that still means you're getting the... They're just in the opposite direction. I don't know. You would, Steven. Look. It's very weird to me. Let's cut right to the chase. Jessica Rabbit is the reason that people on the internet are like that now. You know, you're not wrong. is the queen of horned up animated characters you know i subscribe to the more wholesome side of people who read her as ace and love her because of how much she loves um roger i like that version of her well i can tell you that mr hall was certainly not chased when he was no this character. he was not um but we do like when we actually get her on screen long enough for to fucking talk to her she is a very good person no, i don't think she, i think she's a great character i think that it, oh no yeah it <laughs> is a fun here's 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 the chief thing i think it is a really good fun cheesecakey design that subverts the no yeah they did a they fatality. did a great job with it and it's also this the sequ- internet that has since this been sequ- terrible this sequence is great where she's doing her oh, sexy yeah. show she's like teasing all the audience members right she's doing the thing where like you know you kick a guy in the face. You you rub you rub Acme's bald head with a handkerchief. Which um, again, these guys had to pantomime. Yes, all of them had to pantomime his. <laughs> the, the bit where she leans in and grabs Eddie's tie to pull it. There was a string attached to his tie. Yeah. Also, let's not beat around the bush here. Eddie is on the highway to Boner Town during this scene. Oh. His his face is fucking amazing. He is just utterly slack jawed. He is so slack jawed that Betty has to reach over and like 
put his like put her finger under his chin to make to make him yeah. close his fucking mouth. Here's the other thing, right? This movie has so many dirty jokes in it. That gorilla calls oh, him a wise ass earlier. Oh, that's right, he does. And he does the like thing where you temple your fingers a little bit at him. He's like, Rrr. yeah, exactly. I can't show it because this is audio, but like y- you all know what I'm talking about. Fucking yeah. this 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 movie's full of brim with with funny dirty jokes. It's great. So yeah, Jessica, the, there's like it's just it's just a great introduction. She does like she like sits in Eddie's lap and try and acts like she's going in for a kiss. Fucking mesmerized. But then she puts his hat over his face, which once again, how the fuck? How'd they do that? How'd that one work? <laughs> Let me go back and watch that because I'm actually unsure. Um, the guy who voiced Roger Rabbit put on Jessica's dress for a minute and came over. Like. I need to I need to go back and see how the fuck they did that. It is insane. So like yeah, literally like lifting the hat and and it it it's it's a magic trick. Um so yeah, he Eddie gets his shit together long enough to to try and follow Acme back into Jessica's dressing room. Um this is one of the funniest scenes in the entire movie um this is fucking wild like this is another one where it's like i get the metaphor i know what they're basically trying to use the scene to equivalent or equivalent equip thank you i lost my words uh, I, I, no, <laughs> but like also what the that, fuck that's not a word uh, it is so funny so for he tries to peek into her keyhole and also you're getting like little snippets of dialogue between her and Acme that are kind of clues. Like he says, I got it all laid out here on the bed. And you think, Oh, is it sex paraphernalia? No, it's like the, it's like, he's talking about the will. Um, but you know, all, all Eddie is here to do is to snap, get for a snoop job. So he, he gets kicked out by the, the gorilla for being a peeping Tom, but he sees a, he sees a window and short King that he is. He has to stand on apple box, but he gets the snaps <laughs> yeah. and the set. Okay. Now, <laughs> he, he, they, he, he, Acme's like, let's play some patty cake, and 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 Jessica's like, oh, please, must we at least remove the joy buzzer? And you, he, that's you, also just a really good fucking line. You hear? Okay, also, yeah, because he has a fucking joy buzzer. He hit Eddie with earlier, and he's obsessed with it because he's the fucking Acme guy. He's covered in pranks, but like, you hear slapping noises, and they're moaning patty cake, and obviously, and, and we all the, know what that means. And Eddie goes, holy shit. And he snaps some pictures. And obviously you're meant to think, ah, I know what's going on in there. He is fucking that cartoon. <laughs> but the thing is, no, you don't know what's going but on. But then because... we cut to Maroon's <laughs> office with Roger wailing, oh, patty cake. And then we see the pictures and they're, they're literally playing literally, patty cake. <laughs> literally playing patty cake. I mean, it's it is serious. <laughs> It is fucking outrageous. It is so fucking funny. And yeah, like they uh Roger, you know, takes it about as well as one would expect, which is to say not well eh. at all. And Maroon's like, Oh, come on, there's other fish in the sea, but Roger's Roger is adamant that his beloved Jessica would never cheat on him, that they love each other so much. Um and Eddie just doesn't really care. He's like, but so so Maroon gives him some like booze to help him calm down, which uh, instead causes him to explode like a steam whistle. Yeah, which will will come back later. Um, and then after that, he he like 
rants about how like now nah, i'm gonna prove that jessica was being set up she would never betray me like that and he literally jumps out the window and makes a rabbit shaped <laughs> hole which was a real which, again. effect they had a, the yeah. window set up to shatter like that they had a fake prop window set up to shatter into a roger rabbit shaped hole zemeckis is a madman i mean we know this I yeah say this is not a surprise <laughs> Also, very <laughs> funny, very funny effect, where where Roger is like flipping through the photos so rapidly, they're animating like a flip book. Very funny. I know, I love it. Um, and so after that, we get a, we get the a clip of, of Roger crying outside of Acme uh, factories, and then we get Eddie going back to his office, where you know he's, he's like, "Well, I guess I'm done." He's got the money. <laughs> yeah, he got his, he got his, he got his, he got his hundred buckaroos. Um, it sucks for that rabbit guy, but eh, so he, he, what are you going to do? He, he, he's, he's been developing the rest of the pictures that were still on the camera, right? All of the vacation pictures yeah. Dolores was talking about. And this is a fucking great scene. So, yeah, he's, flip, he's flipping through all these pictures of him and Dolores at some tropical beach, reliving, like, the, the, mm. the happy times, the last time he was happy. And then he, and then he sorts through the other picture, and immediately his face falls because, oh, no, this is one with his brother in it. Um, and you just and you definitely him. notice, like he and his brother both look younger than yep. Eddie does here. Like this is quite some time ago. That one, that means this camera's just been sitting around with her not really using it since he still hasn't developed that role. Yeah. And I, then two, where are some more recent pictures of your brother Edward? Yeah, and this is a this is a fantastic way to like deliver exhibition about eddie's backstory right because we he's he is he is looking at all these pictures with his brother and like bob hoskins is great face actor you really he really sells all this emotion looking at these pictures and you you pan over his desk and you you Uh. sort of get a reverse like we see teddy's desk across from him because it's valiant and valiant first of all eddie and teddy um, and it's covered in dust, like no one's touched it for years. And then you know we get a, we get a shot of them together. We get headlines of their of their exploits. They they saved Huey, Dewey, and Louie from a kidnapping. They cleared oh, okay. Goofy of spy charges, which is uh, yeah. What I want a movie about that. I would like that, please. Yeah, um, give us that one. And like what I love about this is like you it 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 lets you piece his backstory together first, right? Because you see, you see him and his brother. You see these headlines. You see them as members of the LAPD in 1925, and then yeah. you see him, Teddy, and Dolores opening Valiant and Valiant in 1938. Later, Rogers will talk. Roger Ever will talk about how every tune knows to hit up Valiant and Valiant if they want anything real to get done. So, using that, you can piece together what happened here. Where like they joined the police force, but upon seeing that actually they didn't, the cops didn't do shit when it came to tune-related crimes and didn't help them out at all. They decided to become private investigators and do do it themselves. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Like we they we had the allusion to you know racism and such with the way that the club was set up, and like the the human characters that we see in this movie they all live in hollywood so like right next to the tunes so they themselves are probably generally more quote-unquote fine with tunes but yeah no this is a great way of building on like no people in this world i guess fucking hate tunes and then unless you're like the couple of good people 
And then the last, well, you know, because they're they just don't want to see him on their screens. I don't want to talk to a tune. Um, and yeah. then the final bit of clue, you see him and Teddy as clowns with their dad in the circus, which is vital for making a scene at the end not look completely fucking insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, if, they worked literally for uh, Barnum and Bailey, their Barnum and Bailey if you, Brothers. Right? If you miss this detail, his turn at the end to where he does a bunch of tune shenanigans looks completely at a left field but it's actually it makes perfect sense because he did used to be a clown anyway here's another crazy thing about this shot so if you'll <laughs> notice uh when it starts the pan he's got a full bottle of whiskey and it's nighttime and then it pans across the photographs and when it pans back up to him it's daytime and the bottle is empty that's not a cut no this yeah is a single right. fucking shot in camera right. it's, it's uh, <clears throat> In cinnamon topography, insane, it, utterly insane. Like, and you know, there are Zemeckis has a lot of these shots, right? Like the the shot at the beginning of Back to the Future is very similar, where you just pan across all these clocks and and Doc's stupid fucking inventions, right? Yeah, it's a very similar idea. It's just a, like I love. There's so many details about this movie like that, where if you stop to think about them for more than two seconds, you just go like, "Wait a minute, what the fuck? Huh?" Wait, they did that for real. Um, yeah, and I'll get to one in like a minute because um, apparently <laughs> Christopher Lloyd like called the twist on his character like as soon as he read the description of him in the script. Yeah. Which, and I'll tell, when we get to him, I'll mention the crucial detail of what it was. Yeah, so let's, let's get to this. it's another one of those. So uh, Eddie gets woken up. He fell asleep at his desk, drank that whole bottle of booze. He gets woken up by his buddy on the force. I, I didn't get his name. He's a, he's a detective. Uh, I do have trivia about him, though. Oh, really? So he looks like Rob Corddry for some reason. He but I know is. It's Rob Richard's he thought. is another British character actor, uh, much like Bob Hoskins, right? Um, and he actually does have a pretty famous role in something. It's not a big Uh-oh. role, but it's a very famous role. Now, is it something we've seen? It's undoubtedly something we've seen because it's a part of one of the biggest film franchises in the world do you know all right so star wars 1977 do you remember the scene in the death star where all of the generals are gathered and they're talking about the death star (gasps) is this that guy that this is the man who gets force choked by darth vader no it's that guy oh fuck i can see it now you're right it is that guy that is awesome. So yes, uh, I believe his name is like Admiral Moritz or something. Uh, something that. like that. I don't remember his name, I but that. I remember him bad talking Vader and getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, because he's the guy who's like, yeah, this is all you, yeah, you fucking stupid force shit. That's gay baby stuff. This Ooh. battle station is big and strong, and then he, yeah, then he gets force choked. And like <laughs> this, if <laughs> not if not for this man's ability to act like he is being choked by an invisible hand. Darth Vader would not be nearly as intimidating of a character as he is. This is true. True. And, and he's also he's also very good in this movie. He play, I like I like it. He's it's a, once again a small bit, but he's got a lot of really good scenes. So yeah. he wakes Eddie up and informs him, "Yo, Marvin Acme's dead, and we're pretty sure the rabbit did it." Um, he's like, "Well, what?" And that immediately wait he sobers Eddie up a little bit. He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Hang on. So they go to the Acme. Uh, factory the detective helps him get in like that that these types of characters are like a vital part of a noir story right because like you want you want your character to have at least one guy he's friendly with on the force so he can get access to crime scenes and that's what this guy's function is 
So Because otherwise, Eddie has no business fucking being here. Exactly. So he gets in there, and it's it's a mess. We see the chalk outline uh, underneath yeah. a safe. Which I love. Incredible. Oh, we, we forgot to mention another, you know, one of the great... The, the, the way we learned that Eddie's brother was killed by a tune is during that scene in the terminal bar where Dolores has it's it is a it is a perfect like sober tragic line reading of a line that is inherently funny um yeah which is props to her for pulling she says his brother was killed by a tune dropped a piano on his head (laughs) which is just (laughs) the best like the most batshit (laughs) <laughs> so fucking good. So yes, tunes love to drop things on people's heads to kill them because you won't funny. do anything to a tune. It is inherently funny. So Eddie is is looking at all like it's great. Uh, all of the cops are like fucking around with the the cartoon gags at Acme. Yeah, crucially, bo- uh, we we do see one of them pick up a hammer. Yep, the boxing that- <laughs> glove hammer. <laughs> that is a giant later. boxing glove. Um, you you've heard of Chekhov's gun. This hammer will come back later. This is Chekhov's punch hammer punching yeah. glove and there we go yeah and so he just he just walks around one guy i like this one of the detectives is like oh yeah he found he used to be a cop right or did you change your name to jack daniels which first of all sir god clearly uh, this man sir. is a fan of wild turkey not jack daniels get it right. <laughs> product placement anyway i forget uh, what brand it was but there was a brand of alcohol that was like begging touchstone to let them be the brand that um they force roger to or that they give roger to drink in (laughs) maroon's office and they were like but you know it makes him act ridiculous right and they were like yeah so (laughs) it's it's funny um so jessica's here being interviewed by the police she walks up to eddie gives him a good slap across the face and is like you fucking you fucking snake you ruin Roger's life by uploading the by publishing those pictures. Um, you posted cringe online. You posted Eddie. you posted cringe valiant, and then she walks and she turns <laughs> off. Um, and <laughs> Acme's body is being wheeled away. Like the 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 joy buzzer falls out of his pocket. Um, and Eddie leans in to pick it up, and this is where we get the first appearance of Judge Whoa. Doom. The most terrifying man in the world. This performance is spectacular, and there's several layers to it. So, it may it may not be apparent at first glance, but Christopher Lloyd is wearing a shit ton of prosthetics during this yes. movie. Also, this is the the detail that tips Christopher Lloyd off, and that is supposed to be you know one of the things that uh, you can look back on and be like, oh yeah. We we never see him blink. Yep. He never blinks on camera. That is an acting choice he made. Oh, he doesn't he never blinks. I never blink on that. Yeah. Yep. Like they they had that I guess in the description of his character, but of course like he also could have said, No, I'm not gonna do that, that's stupid. But yeah, like as soon as he saw that, he I guess like just turned to the guys and like called what the twist was gonna be. Yeah. And it's really because he, he plays Doom like because the whole thing is that Doom is a tune in a skin suit, right? Ugh. That is like barely being held back by it. And so you can see that in all of his movements. It's really great. Um also, so so Christopher Lloyd had facial prosthetics to make his face weird and waxy, right? That's the first. Uh, thing. Okay. 
Second thing, he had big prosthetic teeth that yeah. he was acting around. Third thing, he never blinked, as you said. Fourth thing, <laughs> if you'll notice, in every scene, Judge Doom's coat is being blown around <laughs> by wind, even when there is no wind, because he had his own personal fan on him at all times. He had his own personal so this man, wind. Darth Vader had it. So this man is acting with oh, yeah, he did. a fan blowing on him, prosthetic <gasps> teeth, not blinking, a face caked in plastic makeup, and he still turns in a fucking great performance because that's Christopher Lloyd. Because he's motherfucking Christopher Wait, Lloyd. Kat. Yo, what? Wait, Kat, you, you pointed out Vader had uh, ominous wind also. Are you suggesting that the same thing that's true of Judge Doom is true of Vader? Oh, no, not that at all. I'm just saying Anakin... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying Anakin Skywalker is that much of a petty drama queen that he summoned his own wind to be dramatic. That's definitely <laughs> true. He, he was definitely that's, using the Force yeah. to below his cape. Sidious um, one day is like, why do you do that? Why do you do that with your cape? Why, like, why not? Because it's cool. You fucking theater kid. <laughs> I miss Dooku. Because it is cool with my master. I miss Dooku. That guy had some class. Dooku sounds like Dooku. Anyway, so Judge Doom is just a sort of terrifying guy. I lo- There's a scene later, and in and, and here too, where he like smiles when Eddie pulls the, the, the joy buzzer on him, and his, he smiles in such a horrible, unnatural way. Ugh. The scene where he smiles at Angelo later in the bar is fucking insane. His smile, he had, gives him like a fucking psycho smile. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a dude that eats people. Like, regularly. And it's so funny, because immediately after meeting Judge Doom, Eddie leans over to his buddy on the force and goes, hey, how the fuck did that guy become a judge? <laughs> and he goes like, yeah, he probably paid off a whole bunch of people because hey, he's, he's a complete fucking freak. Um... And Judge Doom is basically like, listen, Eddie, I am, you know, ju- Toontown is now under my jurisdiction, and I am interested in bringing some order to this chaotic place. And that means you have to make Toons respect the rule of law. And I yeah. have discovered and the way to do this. Yeah, and it should be noted, or it should be noted um, earlier in the scene when all of the other cops were, you know, messing around with all the props and whatnot, a crate of living shoes? Yeah, got knocked over, and one of them has been nuzzling up like to Judge ever. Doom. Yeah, like a little puppy, like a little puppy. And so Doom leans down and picks him up. Uh, also, apparently, at one point in development, this was gonna be a cartoon raccoon or something like that. Yeah, but I thought that would be too, too brutal. Yeah, that it was, it, already, it's already an upsetting scene, honestly, with just the shoe. Um, <laughs> so he calls in. His his squad, which are all a bunch of weasels in zoot suits. Um, yeah. One of them is in a straight jacket, actually, which I love. The crazy yeah. guy with all the it's knives. A straight jacket, but notably like unfastened, so he can still use his arms. Yes. Um, and the, yeah, the, these are his like enforcers. He's gonna bring order to Toontown, and he's he's found the way to do this. Uh, so he he gra- he puts on a big leather glove. Grabs the yeah. shoe. And also, yeah, another fun fact, yeah, he, he's using the glove to dip the tunes, because if he dips his hand in, he's gonna, he's, it's going to react badly. But he has- um, yeah. more, for- more foreshadowing. So he grabs the shoe. 
un, un, un goes over to this paddy wagon and, and uncorks a barrel here. Um, which he says is filled with turpentine, acetone, and benzene, which are cleaners that you would use yep. to clean paint off of animation cells. Yep. yep. So he's he's discovered a way to kill a tune, and he calls it the dip. Yeah. So he murders this shoe on screen, living being, just shoves it right in there. Uh, it's great because the detective like looks away. Because it's too gruesome, but Eddie can't look away. He sees the whole thing, and we get this incredible shot of Doom turning back around with his head wreathed in the fumes from the dead shoe. Great stuff. This scene is like um, if somebody took the puppy version of Otto. Ah, uh, hey! And dipped him in hydrochloric acid. <laughs> hey! And it's so gruesome too because like his the the glove is like. It's covered in the dip, but also the all of the, there's a bunch of red paint on it because of the shoe. Yeah, um, yeah, which makes it oh look like you got blood on your hands. Yeah, and it's this there, there's a great line here where where he uh, where uh, Doom goes. These aren't kid gloves, Eddie. I thought you of all people would appreciate this. And you wonder <gasps> like, how does Judge Doom know about Eddie's dead brother? We'll get to that. Uh, so Eddie goes back to the office, and this is such a great reveal because. At first, he sees uh, like some some lady in shorts bending over, and at first he's like, "Say," but then he notices she's leaning over a baby carriage, and then he notices that she has a lighter up to the baby carriage. He's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" But it turns out it's just Baby Huey um, not, or Baby Herman. I'll say Baby Herman. <laughs> yeah. And this this is where one of the filthiest jokes in the movie. Occurs. This little dude, I swear to God, <laughs> it's insane that this is in a, a Disney film, but I love it. So he he tells Lady to fuck, like go get him something, and smacks her on the ass. Uh, and Eddie's which like, again, oh. she had to like oop herself. Yeah, uh, and he goes like, ah, oh, lady, real real late ladies man, huh? And then Herman goes, yeah, it's tough when you got the the brain of a fifty year old guy, but a three year old dinky. And I went, huh? <laughs> Which while of pointing the, down at at his genital area, um, yeah. Which of the not very many things that they kept from the book, apparently this line, yeah, that makes like sense. they they changed the age a little bit because his character is like thirty six in the book, so he says a thirty year old lust with a three year old dainty. They yeah, made him yeah. fifty for some reason, but like here, <laughs> it's so it's funny. this and Jessica's line about um being not being bad just. Uh, yes. Just drawn that way. Those but, are like two lines that directly come from the book. They here. they they kept the good lines because that's an insane yeah. joke. Uh, anyway, he's he's like, listen, I know my buddy Roger. He didn't kill him. You gotta believe me. He's innocent. I'll hire you. And he goes, no, I do not work for <laughs> Tunes. And he <laughs> he pushes uh, yeah. Herman away, crashes him into his his like. Handler, I guess. I was about to say babysitter, but it's more like her girlfriend, his, assist, his assistant. Um, it's unclear. And he dr- he drops his stogie, and he acts like a baby who dropped his pacifier. He's like, "My stogie." <laughs> yes. So Eddie, yeah. So Eddie goes into his office, and he's like grumbling to himself about, how, you know, all, none of this shit is my problem. I don't care if that guy's dead or not. So he sits down. 
drinks a glass of whiskey, looks down at the picture in the, in the newspaper, and notices, oh shit, Acme has something in his pocket. And he, he, he opens up his detective kit and breaks out the magnifying glass he hasn't used in years. And he looks, and he's got, and he sees, holy shit, Acme's will does exist. Because she, because yeah, the other because thing Baby they, Herman says, like, like Baby Herman says, like, listen, the only reason anyone would want to kill Acme is because he had a will and testament. He said he he made us a solemn vow that he would leave Toontown to the tunes when he died because he owns But, Toontown. oh, Judge Doom earlier in the movie said that he did not have a will. Curious. Yes, curious. Or someone said. I think it was Judge Doom. Yeah. Like, yeah, the thing about this movie is, like, yeah, there's it's a, it's a noir, so there's a lot of complicated, convoluted plot elements all floating around that are hard to summarize. Um while also talking about the insane production. <laughs> yeah. And now you understand how those two guys made a six and a half hour podcast out of it. Because um, you almost the, basically just got to talk about this movie at least twice. Because they covered everything. And I mean everything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he he sees the will and he goes, holy shit, he does have the will. Not my problem, though. <laughs> he, go, he he brings his Murphy bed down from the filing cabinet. Great detail. This this sad fuck sleeps in his office. I fucking love that. And, thing, but here's too. a great here's a great bit. You can see Roger's feet yeah. sticking up on the sheets when he brings it down before you see him. His feet are like three and a half feet long. Yeah, because he's got big rabbit. And then you know we get the gag where he, he crawls into bed fully clothed. By the way, which is really funny. He still has yeah. his fucking Which, again, on. since he passed out at his desk drinking last night, wh- he's wearing the same clothes oh, from yesterday. He's sta- you, know, you know Eddie Valiant does not smell good. This No, this is a stinky, stinky man. Stinky, stinky little man. So yeah, Roger's here. They all, they, everyone freaks out. He tries to throw him out because he's like, you are fucking crazy. If anyone catches you here, I will get, you know... Th- indicted as a fucking accessory to murder does anyone else know you're here and this is a fucking this is an amazing <laughs> joke so so roger goes on like a laundry list of everyone he asked if they knew where where he lived it was like the grocer the laundry guy the door the butcher and the baker the butcher the baker and then i asked the liquor store guy and he knew where you lived <laughs> But other than that, nobody knows I'm here. <laughs> really? Aside from half the town that I asked. Yeah, so everyone knows that he's here. Um, Roger is is just begging Eddie to hide him, saying, you know, he's innocent. I didn't kill Acme. In fact, I, I went, I went to to Ink and Paint Club to see if I could find Jessica <laughs> to ask her about this, but I couldn't find her there. So, and, uh, but I so I wrote her a love letter with lipstick on a blank piece of paper I found on the bed. Um, <laughs> Oh, what, did you do the lipstick on the mirror thing? Lipstick, yes. Mirror, no. He he starts reading it, um, and Eddie tells him to fuck off. And actually, when he says, I would fuck you, I'm going to call the cops. Um, Yeah. So Roger, like, hides in the closet, uh, and, like, when Eddie opens it, first of all, there's a great drawing of, like, a square-jawed Dick Tracy Roger here. Yeah. He's like, you're under arrest, valiant. And he, and he handcuffs them together. And Eddie, like... Which, yelled, again, means that they had to rig yep. something up for yep. him to be dragging around for the next ten minutes. Oh, yeah. The, like, this is all... I, I believe Bob Hoskins went through, like, mime training for this movie. Ooh, that would make a lot of like, sense. Like, he, he went to fucking mime classes. Um, and, like... He, he, he yells at Roger, you fucking idiot. I don't have the keys to these cuffs anymore. 
So they're locked together. The weasels are here. They're here to, to search the place because they heard a tip off from half the town that Roger is hiding here. <laughs> and here's another insane thing. More, you know, thing after thing. You look at it and go, that's insane. Why did they do that? The weasels are holding real guns. Which Oh, shit, that's right. They are. So I believe you because... can find this scene without any of the animated characters in it. So you just see floating guns everywhere. Oh shit! That is that's not good. In a in a different context, horrifying. Yeah, ghost guns are here, uh, and like it, it, it's a twofold thing, right? Because it, it shows the weasels are you know, like if they were cartoon guns, you'd just be like ah, it's just toon stuff. But the weasels have real ass guns; they can do actual harm. Um, yeah, because I guess they never explicitly say this, but I guess the implication is kind of supposed to be if you shoot a human with a toon bullet. It'll probably just do tune shit and not actually kill them. Yeah, like maybe. Although the implication is also that it was a, I guess, cartoon safe that got dropped on his brother's head. So maybe, maybe not. But they're not taking chances. Is the thing. Yeah, they have a, they have real guns that are pointed right at Eddie, and they're tossing his place while this lead weasel, kind of kind of grills him for information. Eddie is pretending to wash laundry. Uh, Very like, good bit. He's like, oh, I was washing my lingerie. And he pulls something out of it, and the, the weasel goes, eh. Um, <laughs> he takes a sock and just, like, slaps it slop or soaking wet onto a line, and it's like, buddy, you gotta wring that out at least. <laughs> so yeah, this, this sock's where... gonna take two years to dry. It's gonna yeah, and he's, hi- he, he's, hold- he's holding Roger under the water line. He's <laughs> doing, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he does still need to come up for air, and every time he does, he makes a giant spurt of water. Once again, they had to rig up a thing to do huge water squirts. That shit. So this is where we get introduced to a thing about like if it's this weird thing where like if the weasels laugh too much, they'll die. Just yeah. Setting up something later. I think it's implied to like really... any tune. Is it only the weasels? I guess that's kind of the implication. The implication is, pro- is, I guess, that it can happen to anybody, but probably, like, you know, your laugh tolerance will vary. But, yeah, Doom specifically says, like, their cousins did that. Do you want to end up like your cousins? Like the, Your cousins, the hyenas. Um, right. So maybe it's only laughter-prone animals. So, yeah, he manages to, to mm. shake the weasels. Um and they leave, so he brings Roger to the... He says, you know, fine, I'll help you out. Roger gives him a <laughs> kiss of gratitude. Um, and he says, it's... You know, Hoskins is pretty good at hiding the the British... like Because if you ever hear Bob Hoskins' actual voice, he's an extremely cockney man. Mm. Like, he is the ultimate British lad, right? He, he, he's usually playing, like... British tough guys. So he, he's sort of imagine like a Jason Jason Statham kind of voice. That's kind of what his his general uh, voice is. So he's he's hiding that in this very growly accent. Um, but the times where it starts, you can you can hear the accent struggling to get out. Uh, is like these scenes where he really really hits the R's really hard. Where he's like, "Never kiss me again." <laughs> You know, yeah, and also whenever he says Roger, yeah, you can really hear him hitting the hitting those R's. So it brings him to the terminal uh, bar uh, to to try and get these fucking handcuffs off. Which another another filthy joke comes because he's smuggling Roger in through his trench coat. Um, 
And, you know, Roger's complaining and struggling to get out. He meets up with Dolores. Roger, you know, pops out. Then he shoves him back in. And it's, you know, looking like a certain area of his trench coat is sticking out. And Dolores goes, is that a rabbit in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> there are so many There are so many boner jokes in this movie. It's great. <laughs> it's not gonna have, they're not going to have any boner jokes in that fucking Rescue Rangers dog shit. Not a one. Or if they do, one. it's going to be like shitty, like it's gonna be, shitty. Yeah, jokes. if they do, it's going to be weird. <laughs> They're going to make it weird. <laughs> so, like, he brings Roger into this. They they bring him into this like speakeasy back room from the Prohibition days, right? Yeah. And what is neat? Uh, Eddie, this is the scene that is like the most famous scene in this movie, right? Where. The, the, the scene starts where Eddie bumps his head into the lamp. And sp- some people say this is an accidental. It's not. It is a, It is scripted. Zemeckis just wanted to do this because, once again, he is fucking insane. Because yeah, now, and it's, it's to the point that this has, I guess, become a saying yeah. in the film industry for going above and beyond to make a scene work. Yeah. Because, bumping, holy shit. Yeah, bumping the lamp. Because you have this... You have... Bob Hoskins interact. Bob Hoskins and this other actress. I don't know who plays Dolores, but she's also very good. I forgot her name. Um, you have them playing Joanna Cassidy. Yeah, Joanna Cassidy. You have them interacting with this animated character who's not actually there, who also has to interact with the environment. And adding on to that, the lighting is extremely dynamic because the lamp lamp keeps getting bumped and it's swinging around. So they have to animate Roger to match the lighting. And then he's also got to interact with the environment a lot. And it's just insane that it like that they, they did this. didn't have to do this. They could have kept their light source stationary and made it easy on themselves for the shadows. They could have ignored Roger having a shadow. They could just say, tunes don't have shadows. And it's Unless like, it's what were we going to do? Say the tunes I know in real life have shadows? It could have just said, you know, the tunes, kind of like their whole rule earlier. It's, you know, they only have shadows if it's funny. Speaking yeah, of, another no. incredible joke here. Where, so he, he slams Roger down on this on this milk crate. After Roger sees the, the, the peepholes out from the, 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 like the, the rum hole or whatever that will become important later. Um, so he plops Roger down on this milk crate, grabs a hacksaw, and starts sawing yeah. the, the, the handcuffs off. Um, and then... Roger slips out of the handcuffs and, you know, stabilizes the could've, crate they're on to help his buddy Could have done out. that at any time, Roger. And then Eddie is like, you, you're telling me you could have gotten out of this fucking cuffs at any point? And Roger's like, no. Only when it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> it's Asshole. great. It's fucking great. That'd be something you would so, do, Steven. Do what? No, 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 no. I know. But Bob Hoskins in the moment is like, yeah. Asshole. No, I know, but I'm saying that's that is absolutely something you would do. Oh, a hundred percent. Either uh, either would have said because it's funny now, or you never asked, <laughs> or because exactly. it pisses you off. That'd be what you do. Yeah. So Eddie fills Dolores in on everything that's going on about the will and all this stuff, and it's it's great because they're like kind of sliding into their old dynamic of obviously like she was the secretary for the private investigation who did all out of the footwork and did a lot of intel gathering, right? Like that was her job. So he's like, go down to the to the the probate, whatever that is, and and, and see if there's any fi- and see if there's any filings. Yeah, and then oh, Roger right. goes into this thing of my uncle Thumper. Uh, yeah, had had his probate investigated, and they had to take big long pills. And drink lots of water. Just, 
And drink a lot, and Eddie's just like, fucking probate, not prostate, you dumb fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I guess. Take. Yeah, and this is, uh, there's another f- extremely good bit where Dolores, he's like, yeah, all right, I'm going to leave him here. Um, and Dolores is like, he's not going to do anything silly, is he? And then it cuts to Roger, like, using a, ch- like a fucking file to file in between his ears and by that I mean sticking it in one ear and it coming out the other. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not going to do anything silly as he I make no promises. Yeah, and and so and then she asks, "Well, where are you going?" And he's like, "I'm going to go back to the office." So, there was a scene cut where I think he went to uh, he went back to the Ink and Paint Club, I believe, to investigate just the okay. dressing room, which is where the scene would have happened. But instead, which this scene starts all right so this scene starts with jessica coming into valiant and valiant and then we hear a toilet flush and you see a shirtless bob hoskins come out of the bathroom so bob hoskins eddie valiant was taking a huge shirtless dump that is what he had to go back to the office for (laughs) i don't want to poop with roger fair honestly um and so yeah it's so he walks out the the hairiest man you've ever seen in your life um and and jessica rabbit <laughs> something is i must i must point out because julie pointed it out his nipples are so small they are so small um and like, correct my dear my dear wife whom i love and and, and jessica is basically just like trying you know trying to prove her innocence telling him i didn't do anything roger didn't do anything we're all just pawns in this game and this is where another fucking incredible so she's like you don't realize how hard it is being going around as a woman who looks like this and then you see you see once once again eddie is just like jaw on floor and he just he just goes like you all know how hard it is being a man man looking at a woman who looks like like that great line to say dude once again boner town and this is where she goes i'm not i'm not bad i'm just drawn that way um and the, she's like, I'll do, I'm, I'll do anything to protect my husband, anything. And you know, he's, she's rubbing up on him, and he just goes, "What a wife!" <laughs> this is, of course, when Dolores walks in, and she goes, "Dabbling in watercolors, Eddie." Oh my, yeah. Nice. Right. Uh, and also, he so, also, <laughs> another thing, his pants fell down during that last bit. Uh, because he wasn't wearing his suspenders. (laughs) So... And again, because it's funnier that way. Yes, so... (laughs) The rule of funny extends at... radiates outward from tunes to hit the people that are around them. It's, you know, Roger Rabbit radiates the, like, fucking Tom and Jerry comedy. Uh, Jessica emanates the, like, raunchy Betty Boop-style comedy. And there's another funny, really funny bit where he, like bends down to pick his pants up and he bumps into her giant tits from yeah. below like bumps his head it's really funny so yeah it's like there's just a visitor saying dolores thinking he was just about to fuck jessica rabbit um because i mean i don't know what else she was supposed to think considering what she walked in on um, yeah you know like they they do this a lot in movies where it's like oh my god you were gonna cheat on me or whatever and it's like you know, the situation she walked in on, 
His pants were down. Conclusion to come to. There, the world's sexiest woman is all over him, talking about she'll do anything to get Roger off. Oh, just wait. We have a question specifically asking about um, a detail from the second book. I will, for now, until we get to it, just say for Eddie, she may not be the world's sexiest woman. She might be a little tall. Oh dear. Well, that's scary. Um, so Dolores turns out, Eddie walks out, and, and she, she basically informs Eddie that, like, this investigation might go nowhere. I'm sorry. I looked into yeah. it. Uh, Toontown was purchased by Cloverleaf Industries, the same people that bought the trolleys. Like, their their bid closes at midnight, so unless anyone can find that will, uh, they will own Toontown come the morning. Which is very strange. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that makes this happen and obviously it's you know the whole don't think about it too deeply you're watching a movie kind of thing it's just weird that a company would be able to just straight up buy a town it's strong i don't know it real it's like uh it's like real estate stuff right they're they're a road company so they have to buy a lot of real estate um that's you know what that is true like um well like in herbie they basically bought all when they bought all that land to build yep fucking what was it that he was trying to make a giant hotel a gigantic shopping, a H-shaped shopping center. That was that it. That was the, it. Man, I missed that guy. Even it up when they were trying to bulldoze Carl's house to make room for their shit. Fucking yeah, Alon- you know, never mind. I guess this is a thing that happens more often than I realize. Alonzo Hawk <laughs> is still probably my favorite villain so we've encountered good. over the course of this podcast. He's just completely fucking unhinged. <laughs> so imagine they, if if he, okay, imagine if you could replace like. Judge Doom with Alonzo Hawk. See, I wouldn't want to because yeah. Judge Doom is so perfect for this movie, and Hawk is, is so true. perfect for his movie. Like it's 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 I, they there are two flavors that I want to keep separate, but I enjoy separately. Um, <laughs> that is true. Plus, so kill Alonzo Hawk in like five minutes. Oh yeah, he um, will not survive. So like, no. <laughs> Jessica hears all of this because she's hanging out in a car next to them uh like they're they're still they're still kind of trying to like angle jessica as the femme fatale right like ooh, is she in on it you don't know her her face just awkwardly in the car window like staring at them like yes i am here too another Uh, very good line though as um i keep calling him bob hoskins instead of his character name eddie but as eddie is chasing after dolores saying what you think i would go for a painted hussy like that (laughs) <laughs> fucking great line double meaning because one it's supposed to refer to all the makeup and then two because she's made out of paint or something yep. i guess it's great it's just, uh. it's clever writing uh so th- but then they hear the merry-go-round bro- broke down blasting out of the terminal bar and they immediately go oh shit roger something i didn't know apparently uh, according to the imdb trivia that is the looney tunes theme yep, song it is which explains doom's line here in a minute yeah, so they come in. Roger is doing an entire song and dance routine about Eddie to yeah! the tune of the merry-go-round broke down. Another um, fucking callback that they make later on. He smashes a bunch of dishes over his head because the record's scratching. Yeah. Um, in pain. In pain. Yeah. In pain. But everyone loves it. Everyone's digging Roger, especially uh, um, I the guy's name. Who is the guy who was like the asshole who, who Eddie punched earlier, right? Because he was asking about his like 
to like his his brother or whatever. Um, but a lot he has a hairpiece that Roger spins. Eddie storms in, throws Roger into the back room. Was like, you are supposed to be hiding, you son of a bitch. And he's like, but I, 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 I think I like to make people laugh. It's what I'm here for. In, in fairness to me, I was unsupervised. Yes, they just left him unsupervised. So then. Then like they they shut up because the 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 light on the wall like the the on, at the bar like to notify oh the fuzz is here is going off because Dolores is mashing the button because Doom has walked in because guess what the weasels they saw all that shit um and so he walks in and immediately the vibe in the bar goes rancid <laughs> um he's like I'm looking for a murderer a yes. rabbit. A cartoon and this is, rabbit. And this is how, just in case you didn't pick up on all the subtle clues so far, this is how you know Judge Doom is bad news. Because yeah. when he goes to erase something off of the board showing the Daily Special, he uses a veteran's shirt sleeve, yeah. and he disrespects a vet. That's, well, like, in, <laughs> in case you didn't pick up on, he's a bad well, guy. Speci- well, specifically, it is the amputee guy, and he grabs the pinned-up sleeve, yeah, and he yanks uh, like, it over un- to wipe he- away the chalk Unpins and then that shit so that he can use it as an eraser like he, he dude... also he also like manhandles uh the little person in the bar to be like he's yeah. about this high and like shoves him like, down yeah like shorter like just, y'all, just, i think judge doom might be just a bad guy. Sta- just establishing that he's a real dick uh he also he also purposefully screeches the chalk on the chalkboard oh and, and presents a reward for $500 if anyone has information on the rabbit. And Eddie is, oh. is in the back talking to Ed, Roger like, listen, I, I know you like to make people laugh, but that fucking Alonzo guy, that Alfonso guy back there, he's a real piece <laughs> of shit. He will sell you out for nothing. And at first, once you know, once he sees the $500 reward, you know, he's the first guy that's like, yeah, I seen a rabbit. Um, and he's like, see, I told you. Um... But then he's then you know there's a moment where you think oh is he gonna sell him out? But then he go he makes a Harvey joke, you know yeah. The, the, which now it is period accurate, but only because there was a Harvey stage play like before two the years film. before this is set. Yes. So secret <laughs> character detail: this fucking meathead drunk guy is yeah! a play buff. He goes yeah. to the theater. Um, he's a good dude, probably. But this is this is where everyone's laughing. Oh, yeah, I mean, my invisible rabbit, Harvey. And then Judge Doom gives the most psychotic smile I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and everyone, and everyone run, just dude, goes, run. Because, uh. <laughs> like, he's got the big, blocky, fake teeth, right? So it looks even creepier. <laughs> um, this is when he starts the legendary bit of, like, I know exactly what to draw a tune at. And he starts tapping shaving a haircut out on the walls and he's this like, scene no, fucking kills me <laughs> no tune can resist the classic bit of shaving a haircut they have to finish it and eddie eddie is like you believe this guy fucking asshole and he, roger's like dying he yeah, is he's dying flying at the walls and and eddie, i like that they give the the detail that eddie can't get over there to to like stop him because his sleeve is caught on the door thing that was so he it. can't yeah. extricate himself. So instead, <laughs> eventually, <laughs> you know, Judge Doom, you know, saps shave and a haircut, and Roger literally explodes out of the wall and goes two bits and gets grabbed. And he he drags out the bits so long that before he can finish the word, 
just gets yep. grabbed and it gets cut off. Yep. And oh. this is this is when he brings up the dip. He's gonna execute him right here and now. Um, yeah. And then Eddie <laughs> walks out. Keeps and that like, shit on him. All right. Yeah. Eddie walks out. And leans over to Laura and is like, hey, can you buy me a drink? And she, I love her. And he's like, are you fucking serious at a time like this? Your friend is about to get tipped. And he's like, no, 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 listen. It's part of the plan. I got plan. a plan. I got a plan. <laughs> Trust me, okay? <laughs> this is plan alcohol. So he gets the shot. And he, he's like, hey, Judge Doom, don't you think a, a, uh, a dying man deserves a, a last request? And he's like, I can... Let's draw out the execution for a bit because you know he's a sick he's a sick fuck um yeah. and roger yeah and he's like roger wouldn't you like a drink and he's like not really i'm trying to cut he, back no, um and eddie is like i think you'd <laughs> I like the wanna. drink and doom's like he doesn't want the drink <laughs> so then he, we do the classic like you know eddie, roger's like i don't and he's like i do i don't i do i don't i do you don't I do! You know, the, the classic duck season, rabbit season yep. reversal here, where he uses the reverse psychology to say, when I say I do, I mean I do. This is when the robot arm spills all the booze oh, on yeah, the floor. Right. <laughs> um, and Roger does the same thing he did earlier, but even stronger because it's a double. It's a double shot of, of bourbon here. Um, which throws everyone off. Huge bar. All right. This is another insane scene, right? Because you have to remember... You, you have to, when you're watching this, you have to sort of put in the back of your mind what it looks like without the animation. All of these tables are just exploding. Yeah! And all of these chairs like, are flying sure across the room. Doing something, I'm sure, for the tables. They, but like they, the, the, like, Rube Goldbergian pulley and fishing wire system that they have set up for this just truly must be outrageous. Um, so yeah, they get into a bar fight. Um, they they kick the weasel's ass. They spill the dip on the floor, which you know, every, everyone scatters away from. But so does Doom, which is interesting, you know, because he's, he's yeah. a human. He doesn't have anything to worry Don't about. Don't worry it's about just, it. Just adds just paint remover. Um, he just doesn't want to get his shoes messy. I mean, so they get it. They, they they get into the paddy wagon. Uh, Eddie gets, gets ready to drive, but then they hear someone in the back, and it's Benny the taxi. Yeah, there's a. We put a car in your car. We put a car in a car. Uh, and he's complaining about how they arrested him for driving on the sidewalk, which What's frankly does about? does seem somewhat reasonable. Um, you know, if he was like doing he some, get in trouble for that. some crazy taxi shenanigans. Nah. So, like, then we get a car chase. Um, with Benny and the weasels, and eventually some motorcycle cops. So for this, I believe they had Bob Hoskins driving a go kart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got yeah a a Benny cart that was oh, I saw an IMDb trivia that this was used for something else later on. Like I want to say it was one of the Back to the Future movies, I think. Oh, maybe was it also used as like the basis for the ride vehicle for the Toontown ride? Because uh, uh, that made is into a ride. That is also probably true. That was it. Yeah, at the in um. In Back to the Future 3, when he's, like, when Michael J. Fox is, like, getting chased or uh, dragged by some uh, some horses or something like that, they have him being chased by the fucking Benny cart. Yeah. Like, on set. Oh, and here, so here's another thing to remember about the production of this movie. Robert Zemeckis did this, and Back to the Future do basically back-to-back. God. 
which also includes Back to the Future 3, because Back to the Future 3 was filmed back-to-back with Back to the Future 2. Oh, that's right. They basically filmed that, like, all in sequence, right? He was extremely busy during the late 80s making, like, super effects-heavy movies. Like, Back to the Future 2, if you'll remember, has that scene where Michael J. Fox is playing, like, all of all of the McFly family. There's a fucking like seven oh, yeah, Michael J. Right. Foxes walking around. I've actually never seen any of the Back to the Future movies. They're good. Ooh, they're fun. I've heard they're good. Especially the first, especially the first one. Yeah. So definitely peaks with the first one, but I mean, their others are still good. To be fair, that fun. happens with a lot of sequels, though. Yeah. So you know, it's yeah. a car chase. I don't want to get too deep in the car chase. Once again, we'll be here all night. So no. they escape. And they, they, there's a detail where Benny is like, hey, if you ever need a ride, just stick your thumb out, which is how, you know, it's, it's setting up stuff for later. <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay. So they, um, they go to, he, the, he says, yeah, bring us a place to hide. So they bring him to a theater, right? Which is showing a goofy cartoon. Um, yes. I had, uh, like, I had a bit of trivia. This is a real cartoon. This is a real yeah, goofy this story. Is a, Not something they made for the movie. It's from the this 50s, is, I think, right? Uh, 1949 or 46. It's either, no, yeah, 49. This technically is two years in the future from when this movie came out. But, oh, well. Apparently, they chose this specifically because it was the zaniest thing they could find in the Disney vaults, which is hilarious to me. But what are, where I was going with that is um, Goofy's original voice actor had a falling out with Disney in, yeah. like, the late 30s. So throughout the 40s, even though he eventually came back for some other stuff, or at least he's credited in some other stuff in and around this time period, that was why they started doing a bunch of silent do- uh, goofy shorts where, like, all they had, the only noise they had to make was, like, grunts and yells and shit that they just, you know, still had recorded. And so that is, that's what, that's what this is. It's one of those. Right. And this is a great scene. I love this. So... Roger's obviously getting super into it. He loves watching it. But I love how he talks about Goofy like yeah! one actor admiring another actor. Yeah, exactly. Because, so like, there's, in, when you're doing a movie like this, there's, and because I'm, I'm sure they did this and other shit that is so meta and referential, there's always the temptation to be like, oh, yeah, this guy who in real life is a really big star, yeah, that guy sucks. But, like, no, they have him fawning over, like, oh, man, nobody takes a hit like Goofy. Like, mm. And just another fun world building detail that this movie is so good at. Um, yeah. So it's so like Eddie... the last action hero when they have Arnold Schwarzenegger say that Stallone is a good actor, but that's a much smaller moment because it happens in the span of thirty seconds. But <laughs> you know that really must have been hard for him to say, considering his feelings about Sylvester Stallone. Um, There's that. They do. They do. They did not like each other back then. Um, <laughs> I believe well, there what it is, is, like is a... uh, they're in a universe where, like, obviously Arnold doesn't exist, so yeah. they're looking at a poster for Terminator, but it's Terminator played by Stallone, and the kid's like, oh, what? Stallone played him? And he's like, what? He's a good actor. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, it's just another, like, good little world-building thing, right? So this is this is the scene where Roger asks why Eddie is such a sourpuss when it comes to Toon Shenanigans, why he, he always hates when things uh... get silly. And so this is, this is where we get the full story about Eddie's brother, about how, like, yeah, we used to do a lot of Toontown beats. We, lo- we loved working Toontown. It was a lot of fun. But then we stopped a, a robbery of a zillion simoleons, which is a, it's obviously a slang term for money. And they use but it. But I guess also. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like it's, they it's say cartoon it enough, money. I think that's also just, yeah, what cartoon money is called yeah. here. 
And so this is this is like I love this because la- this later fills in like oh this was Doom, you know, funding Cloverleaf right because this is you know spe- stealing a zillion simoleons to fund his crazy highway plan. So, yeah, the IMDb trivia calls this calls that a fan theory that like people have drawn not, that connection, and I'm like, it's I don't not think that's a, a fan theory so much as like that's not saying, a f- oh you put two here and two here that means yeah it's four. not a it's not a fan theory this a, it's it's just a movie that doesn't spell literally everything out for you and ask you to think a little bit about the things well, yeah because it's a no it's a mystery film well, one thing I kind of wonder yeah. randomly <clears throat> you know they yeah. they call the too many simoleons I wonder when EA came out down the road with the Sims. And the money being oh fuck because yeah that's I what wonder, they call money in that I wonder if they had to like go through any issues with Disney calling it simoleons or if Disney just like never I don't noticed think, I don't think I think simoleons was so. always like a fake money term yeah. like it was it was like yeah slang. yeah but you also know how Disney is that yeah is, but eighties Disney here's the thing this we're talking about late eighties Disney so they didn't really have the, <laughs> the the fat balls to throw around with regards to copyright True. they were more concerned with cocaine. Remember, they they just almost got bought out. They nearly got oh, that's right, uh, bought out and dissected before they brought in Michael Eisner to salvage everything. Um, yeah. So. Oh yeah, apparently Eisner and the guy who played the director for the Baby Herman skit like fucking hated each other because I yes. forget who that guy is, but he's also a director. He's he's a big producer specifically. He's a big that, producer that, that Eisner was it, hated. Yeah, and, and they, they put him they in had the him movie. Like, yeah, because he like. Changed up his look enough that I guess Eisner didn't recognize him at a glance until like the movie came out and they were like, "Oh, hey, BT Dubs." Yeah, they 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 specifically put him in there to like piss Eisner off. I love it. Yeah, and then because, he never noticed. So it's like, yeah, because here's the here's the thing about about Jeffrey Katzenberg and Michael Eisner. Everyone hated their asses. The yes! only people who hated them more were each other. Um, so yeah, all right. So they, they this we, we get the backstory. Then we get a newsreel playing that fills in the last missing piece of like Cloverleaf bought Maroon Studios, uh, real estate, big buckaroos, and Eddie is like, "Holy shit! I've wait a minute." The case. So he goes to Maroon Studios. He tells Roger, "All right, some crazy shit might happen here. I need you to watch my back. Stay in the car, and if I run out, you better run out with me." So. <laughs> Roger's just so honored to be included. He's so excited for this. He's like, yeah, I'm going to keep a lookout. And then he immediately gets knocked out by a frying pan from off screen. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just the frying pan pops on screen. Yes. Yeah, so, so we see Maroon on the newsreel, you know, happy, all smiles, shaking hands with the Cloverleaf guy. And then we see him in his office, drunk as shit, sweating up a storm. He's got a gun. <laughs> He's yeah, terrified. And Eddie, but Eddie sneaks in through the like production secret production room earlier, which is another thing that like is in the background of a shot, but not necessarily highlighted. If you're paying attention, you're rewarded. Um, yeah. And he basically interrogates Maroon, asking like, "What? Do you, what? The, <laughs> how are you?" By shoving his tie into the uh, the editing the, machine like, he was using earlier. Yeah. And but then you know while he's while he's while he's grilling him, a very long gun pokes in from the window. Um, yeah, the longest fucking revolver you've ever seen. And I love the shot where it's like, you see the gun reflected in the pistol possum poster. Yeah, so it's like overlaid over it. Great shot. And like, uh, right as he's about to tell Eddie what's up with Cloverleaf, he gets shot twice in the back and dies. 
And then Eddie runs to the window and sees Jessica Rabbit running away. Yeah. And he's like, because we're still doing the like, ooh, what if she's a femme fatale? Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so this is where things start moving real fast. So Yeah, chases, holy shit. He chases her down. She goes down the Toontown Tunnel. Also, we see Jessica Rabbit. Like, she's the one who hit Roger over the head, shoves him in the trunk. <laughs> she, uh, like, of her sticks car. the frying pan on, like, a little cord yeah. that she has wrapped around her waist. I love it. And... So Eddie's like, oh shit, well, if I'm, if I'm going to chase her, i got to enter Toontown. So he gets ready, and this is great. He's got the gun. He, he gets out of his car. He put, he he uh, gets his gun out, which is a cartoon gun with cartoon bullets, including yeah, one. Yeah, which it looks like, again, good detail for just how washed up he's been. That it literally looks like he's just been keeping under a seat in his car for years because he yep. kind of forgot about it. And he's been using his holster to, for this fucking wild turkey. Yeah. Speaking of, he, un, you know, he he un, he takes out the gun. He like to you know says hi to all his bullets, who are of course the like precursors to the Sex Pistols stand. What? I was um, gonna make the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, Mr. These are Valiant. Sex Pistols, but cringe. <laughs> yeah, they're all cowboys, including one. Native American stereotype. Luckily, he gets out. Of, he gets out of the way pretty quick, but not before producing a very large tomahawk. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, they have him do that, huh? But there's a here's a good scene where Eddie he like pulls the bottle out and he's about to drink it, but when he looks at it. He's like, no. And he pours it out. Yeah, Eddie. And he shoots yeah. the bottle, and then he enters to in town. And this, I mean, shooting the bottle this might be a little intense, sequence. but this is the sequence. So he he drives through Toontown, and we see. Toontown. <laughs> I feel in... so bad for a group, a specific group of animators here, because apparently at one point in production, they were instead going to have it be that once Eddie goes into Toontown, he becomes animated. Like, you know, basically just you're there, so it makes you a tune for while you're there. <laughs> so there was a whole team of animators working on like this, an animated version of Eddie that ended up getting cut after they had spent like months working on it. Oh lord. Like, they still got paid, so there's that, I guess. But it's like, damn. This scene is fucking crazy. Like, I don't, there, there's no introduction needed. And also, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna name all the fucking cameos. You can go look that up yourself. There's so the, many yeah. cameos. I, one that I want to note, you can see Snow White helping the evil queen into an apple shop. Uh, oh, the okay. The screen. Them, I, them I didn't catch. Uh, you can see the seven doors walking out of another door. Um... And yeah, so Eddie th- sees who he thinks is is Jessica Rabbit. He crashes his car into Jessica's yeah. car, which is crashed into an Acme thing. Um, and yeah, the like all the stuff that spills out of it. The truck is labeled like Acme overused gags because yep. it's all like a bunch of bowling balls and weights and shit. So he crashes into that. He gets out. He thinks he sees Jessica's silhouette in the high rise. He goes into the elevator. <laughs> Droopy is there. Yeah. This is the animation director. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Richard, what's his name? Richard Wells, the guy who made Thief and the Cobbler, sort of a, okay. a well-known, like ultra talented, kind of a prick, ultra perfectionist, couldn't finish anything type of guy. Um, huh. And I will say, he thought he had a really good droopy dog voice. Yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Not the best I droopy mean, he I've ever heard. With what he could. It's oh, but they could have gotten like he he wanted to be the guy who did. They could have gotten the actual droopy guy. 
yeah. we got we got droopy guys around, you know? We can find one. But instead he's like, no, 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 guys, listen, my droopy is really good. And it's like... And nobody wanted to tell him. Be it's nice. Okay. It's fine. It's, I, I will not be nice to him. Be nice. So this is, of course, when we see the, the like, yeah, it's not Jessica. It's like some crazy... What if, what if there was a woman and she was ugly? The, this design is insane. I kind of love it. Um, it, to be fair, is, yeah, a wacky design. But, like, that is also just, the entirety of the joke. What if Jessica Rabbit got hit by a train? <laughs> Damn. Like, her um, name is Lena Hyena, which is also yes. a really fucking good name. Right? So she she chases Eddie around for a bit. He goes into the boys' bathroom, does the classic walk off the edge, but don't fall until you look down gag. Yeah. Also, hilarious detail that, like, I picked up on half of the first time I watched the movie and then the second half of the next time. The doorknob to the bathroom is the doorknob from Alice in Wonderland. That's pretty funny. And there's some graffiti on the inside of the bathroom that says, for a good time, call Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N, Wonderland. Oh my. Yeah, call Alice in Wonderland. And it's like, well, holy shit, guys. Well, all right, so this is the scene. This is the scene that is will never happen again. Uh, so he falls down. Well, first, Tweety pulls all his fingers off. And I, I love that he greets Tweety by name like he knows Tweety. Um, yeah. And, and Tweety doesn't even, doesn't even acknowledge. He's just like, oh, hey, some piggies. Yeah. So <laughs> he, uh, he like falls down. Then he, skydiving beside him are Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse on, in the same shot in the same movie. Yeah. Talking to each other. Only time it has or will ever happen. Until Disney buys Warner Brothers, well, um, matter of time. Which, well, you know we're on we're on we're on route for it. So they uh they they the it, it's a good scene. You see, and it's just like oh, Bugs being a stinker, all that sort of thing gives him a spare. It's it's not a spare parachute, it's a spare tire. Um, it fucking killed me. And yeah, Eddie Eddie does the classic pull. Pull the the road up and point it towards a wall to, yeah. to get rid of Lena Haney. He goes, "Tunes gets them every time." <laughs> All right, Eddie. So he goes on. He, he goes down an alley, and um, I was I was unclear because they make it look like this is Doom, or they act like it is. But the way it's framed, I thought this silhouette guy was a tune who just is a silhouette. It's Doom. It's just like he gets his shadow gets hit or whatever because it's Toontown. Okay. Because um, also Eddie's shadow briefly interacts with him as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but he he like he sees Jessica in like the classic like femme fatale pointing a gun at you from the across an alley. Looks great. But then you see Doom's shadow uh, looming over with the big gun. She shoots at Doom. Who, who, it's great because you know, he runs away and it says, It was me, Eddie. I'm the one who did it. I'm going to kill you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, all right, Je- sir. And Jessica says, You know, I told you I was innocent. So. Yeah, this is where we, we finally get it like laid out. No, she's not, she's not the killer. She also wasn't cheating on Roger. That was a whole thing that was being set up by Maroon. She actually loves Roger. Yeah. She <laughs> hit him in the head with a frying pan to keep him out of danger. But, yeah. oh, crap. He escaped. <laughs> Yeah, he escaped the trunk, stole Eddie's car, (laughs) and left somewhere. 
Um, Which, and they make the joke, oh, I guess he's a better, lo- uh, a better lover than the driver. And she just fucking looks her dead in the eye and goes, oh, don't you know it? And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's fucking that rabbit. She's loving she, it. she loves her man. It's wholesome as shit. It's very wholesome. Also, she she is she is breasting boobily across this entire <laughs> segment. Um, very... well, re- well, remember what's his name paid very close attention to how they should. That's true, Mister Mister Richard Hall or whatever his name that was. was. It. I remembered his last name. Forgot his first name. You don't need oh, to know boy. his first name. Yeah, it's um, so we'll call him from like, yeah, bo- boobs McGee. There you go. Lead animator <laughs> no, no, no. for for Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> no, no, no. If you're gonna use McGee, it's got to be Tits McGee. It flows better. Yeah. So so they so the I'm weasels are coming. Steven. No. And it's great because they're. She's like, we gotta get out of here. The weasels will come. We gotta get down to Gingerbread Lane. And he's like, no, no, no. Gingerbread Lane's that way. And he points with his thumb. And that's when Benny shows up. Oh he's like, hey, shit! Okay, I didn't go? catch it. Yeah, because he he'll put, he like he points with his thumb backwards. And Benny, Benny, Benny comes that way. So they, 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 they try to run. Doom creates a dip spill, which yeah. burns Benny's feet off. Yeah, his his tires are now flat. Like, oh god, into a pole, and Doom takes Eddie and Jessica into custody. This is this is also the very famous. Uh, there's a very famous detail uh, in this scene. That was snuck in by an animator, perhaps the same Tits McGee, Richard Hall that we were just talking about. Oh uh, yeah, probably not him. So when Jessica is thrown from the car, you know her, her dress go- billows up a bit. So an animator thought it would be really funny if for that scene, if for that section, he colored the bottom of her dress area flesh colored so it looked like she wasn't wearing any panties yes this he this shot in specific doll, like barbie doll anatomy and apparently it's still the, <laughs> it's still only like the german cut of it is the only one where you can actually see anything and even then it's barbie yeah. doll anatomy well, he didn't well, draw a pussy into the movie. This isn't Fight Club. <laughs> that's the thing. God, duh. That's the thing. Is the guy who animated it, he's even baffled that people are like so obsessed with this. He's like, there's literally nothing there. Well, Guys, it know, didn't do anything. You know but, how weird Americans are about that sort of thing. We, right? We well, love... part of it is this scene, this shot has had its own saga where that was discovered. Or I say discovered. That was like, I guess people talking about it like years later. Someone the in the crew displays. came back and recolored her to yeah. make it look like she was wearing underwear. And then for Coward. the remastered release, they got rid of that. They undid Good. that. Re- restore it. Restore yeah, the- they restored it. Hash- hashtag release the pussy cut. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's the saga of the, the sneaky little thing some animator did for a laugh that everyone freaked out about. Um... So, yeah, they get captured. Roger drives up in Eddie's completely banged up car. Uh, Benny... And again, they put a car in a car. Yeah, so Benny Benny crashes into a pole and fakes that like he's unconscious. Uh, Which, you know what? Honestly, fair. And he hears everything that Doom says about where they're ta- where he's going to take everybody. So he knows exactly where to drive Roger. Because, yeah, he, he has somebody. He gets up and gets into the driver's seat of Eddie's car. He's like, you've done enough driving for one night. So this is where we get the big evil villain speech from Doom. So he, uh, yeah, he, he's he's he asks the weasels to frisk for the will. Um, 
And, you know, it's not on Eddie. All they find is this stupid little love letter. One of the weeds, she's like, well, frisk the woman. And one of the weeds is like, allow me to be the one to bear this burden, fellas. Um, and he sticks his hand down down her chest and gets his fingers caught in a bear trap. Yeah. And Eddie leans over and goes, nice booby trap. God. It's good. Stephen, are you sure when your ancestors didn't, like, do the jokes for this movie? You know... I'm wondering. And yeah, so this is where because Doom is reveals, actually a really good joke. This is where thing. Doom reveals all his dream, his grand plan for Toontown, and he's gonna pave over it for a fucking freeway. It's so stupid. It's so funny because he's constantly talking about how this freeway will eliminate traffic forever, and everyone will love driving on the freeway. No, we don't. When this was My made man, no, no. in 1988, L.A., where you know everyone hated the fucking freeway in L.A. Like, this specific freeway, like, specifically L.A. traffic is so, like, infamously hellish. Yeah, because you go on a fucking nine-lane road, and then you've got, like... Exits come up in different directions, taking like two or three lanes each. It's bullshit. No, thank you. I've so, driven on it once, and I did not enjoy. It. Yeah, so that that that's the the future Judge Doom once and the ones we and the one we got. And it's so funny. He is he is so hyped talking about this. Like, li- I imagine imagine it. People getting on the freeway and off the freeway and on and the shops. freeway and shops and tire stores. And automobile <laughs> vendors. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie went to Boner Town when he met um, Jessica earlier. Dude, this dude goes to Boner Town thinking about the fucking freeway. See, this is how you, this is how you know Doom is like a a, a pervert a pervert for a tune, right? Because he loves super mundane things. He's like a freak. There's something wrong with him. Oh, you're right. I, <laughs> I mean, there a freak. is. He's a, he's a, he's like, a, he, what if, what if a tune was a pervert? This is what a tune pervert is. Someone who loves like doing taxes <laughs> oh, or accounting. Yeah. Like it's such a funny detail. So yeah, he, Roger bursts in and holds everyone at gunpoint. Yeah. Um, comes up through the like sewer drain in the floor. Yeah. Cause he, fa- he falls, he <laughs> falls, he falls into the toilet and he gets sucked into it. Um, yeah. but then he gets a ton of, dr- a, ton, a literal ton of bricks dropped on his head. And Immediately so, after saying the line of like we've ca- uh, we've caught you, justice is going to come at you and it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. And then, yep. So Doom has Jessica and Roger tied up, and he unveils to Eddie his grand masterpiece: the fucking Dipmobile. God, that he his plan. He is going to genocide Toontown. Yeah. He is going to dip the... In- he is going to eradicate the entire place with the fucking dip mobile. Because, Which, and yeah, it's, like, crucially, this is a re- this is a real vehicle. It's one of those, like, high-pressure, like, pressure washer things. It's not like he came up with some big villain contraption. They used a real thing and just put dip in it. To, it also does look very evil, to be fair. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's just a big evil thing um and so he he but then it's great because like so earlier in the scene he like throws the weasels around and and smashes them to a crate full of fake eyeballs so 
There's eyeballs all over the floor. He kind of stumbles on one when he's talking about the freeway plan. But he trips and falls uh, in this sequence because of the eyeballs, undone by his own rudeness. Yeah, but notably, because Eddie also slips and falls on the eyeballs, they do not fall the same way. Eddie, whoop, ow, my ass. This dude (laughs) is, like, flailing his legs for a solid five seconds. Yeah, and he like he's covering one of his eyes, so I th- I think that maybe what it is is that like one of his fake eyes got knocked out, and he couldn't find the real one because the floor is covered in fake eyes. Uh, I think that's supposed to be the implication. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he he he, he like stomps off because you know his dignity has been hurt, and he <laughs> he tells he tells the weasels like, all right, melt the two, melt his friends and then shoot him. I want yeah! I want to see his friends die before you kill him. Because this never back. Because you know he's a sicko. He's a sicko. It's you know, villains are always being undone by their own by their own sickoness, it's right? It's the monologue. Dude. So this the monologue. Yeah. yeah so like, like literally, if he had killed Eddie first, he'd have won, right? The weasel the weasels start the dip mobile up, and they're getting ready to melt Jessica and Roger, who are bound with escape proof tune rope, by the way. Yeah. Um, and this is where Eddie breaks out the old clown shenanigans because he he hears Doom. You know, telling, you know, stop laughing. If you laugh too much, you'll laugh yourself to death. And he goes, say. Hmm. So he does like a fucking clown act where he, he puts on mer- the mer- you know, merry-go-round broke down. And he, instead, he sings a song about how cool Roger is. Because Roger yeah, sings a song about how cool he was. Yeah, it's like the same tune, that them doing the same kind of thing. Just, yeah, now about, now Eddie about Roger. Roger and... is his name. Comedy is his game. Or he's doing he's doing cartwheels. He's juggling bowling balls. He's slapping himself in the face with a rake. The weasels are loving. Uh, the weasels are laughing. Um, there is another. Yeah, to be fair, good bit. Yeah, there's a. We're, I need to. I need to hear the exact line uh, about what he says. You know, and is that doesn't rhyme with walls. Oh yeah, Cause, yeah. Um, because he's, he's he's struggling to come up with with rhymes on the on the fly. He's like, I'm out of luck. Uh, Oh, and just because like we're running out of time, yeah, because yeah, for her to rhyme with him saying it's hard to think of a rhyme, yeah, and then yeah, and, and oh fuck, I forget what it was that Eddie said. Yeah, he, oh, he's like bou- he's like bouncing off the walls. I'll kick you I'll in kick your. You in the, uh, I'll kick you in the. And then, and then Roger goes nose, and that then the, don't the, rhyme the, with walls. Yeah. No, but this does, and then Eddie nails the fucking lead weasel in the nuts. <laughs> Kicks him so hard, he flies across the room into the giant vat of dip. Like, all of the others laugh themselves to death watching this bit. That guy gets fucking dissolved in acid. He gets melted. Yep. That dude dies. Yeah, so all of the other ones, like, they die and their little cartoon angels, like, pop out of their body. One of them tries to, like... One of the horrifying ones, like, he, one of them, like, grabs onto his soul and tries to shove it back into his body. Yeah! One of them does that. One of them, as he's dying, his hand turns the thing off, but then his ghost turns it back on. Yes, and then he goes, bye-bye. <laughs> so, yeah, the, 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 the cannon is still, like, inching towards Jessica and Roger. So, Eddie climbs up on the dipmobile, and he's... <laughs> He's getting ready to turn it off, and you just see in the background Judge Doom standing on like a like a thing looming behind him, and just uh, jumping onto the Dipmobile to fight him. So like this is where, so like they of course Judge Doom has a fucking cane sword, right? Because he he knocks Eddie off the Dipmobile, 
starts it starts it back at, at Jessica and Roger. Like the this entire sequence, Jessica and Roger are just like We're saved. Oh, never mind. We're saved. Yeah, we're oh, saved. Never mind. They're, they're like trying to get out of the way of this gigantic dip stream. And so so Doom like eventually Eddie accidentally traps himself with a big cartoon magnet. Uh, yeah. and, with by by dragging a drum over, so so Doom's like stay right there. Oh yeah, because the, at first he pulls out a sword fight, but he, gra- he like he pulls out a sword to, to sword fight Doom, but he grabs an Acme singing sword, which is yeah. a Frank Sinatra sword. Yeah, it's a Frank Sinatra sword singing. Um, ah, damn it, Taboo. I forgot what, what song it was. I think he's singing Taboo. Um, no, it was. Um, hang on, it was Witch something. Hang on. So like yeah, witchcraft. It's just f- yeah, it's witchcraft. So he's like, so that's that's when he pulls the magnet out and tries that thing, but he traps himself. Then Judge Doom uses his his level three special Rod <laughs> You know, between that and the bullets, I really think Iraqi took a lot from from this uh, from this movie. I mean, you know, um, the general like vibe does match JoJo fights pretty good. There are Looney Tunes shit. So yeah, as so he like manages to extricate himself, reverse the reverse the steamroller. Um, he like traps, he covers Doom's legs and feet in glue, which yeah. causes them to stick to the steamroller and get crushed underneath it. And he's like and looking away, like oh my god, fucking high as he is yeah. like screaming and horrifically getting murdered, and or getting crushed. Oh, oh yeah, my wait, god! Another the, IMDb the way trivia. He is, the way he hang on. The way he escapes the magnet is that he uses one of the like holes in the box that the cops were fucking yeah, around the with earlier. Holes. I love them. So yeah, what was the trivia? Another IMDb trivia thing counted this as part of the foreshadowing that he's att- that he's actually attuned. Spoiler alert: We're gonna find out in like thirty seconds. That he's yeah, it's not that foreshadowing. That's just that's just real. That's just this is the yeah, scene where no, it's it was, revealed. It, it was like if a human, like it literally said, if a human got rolled over by a steamroller, it would be a lot messier. And it's like you you don't say. Yeah, so this is when he gets he gets crushed flat, but like he's alive and he starts getting up. And, and he's like, oh my god, he's a tune. And Doom's like, not just any tune! You're... And this is... I'm not <laughs> even gonna try to no. go as high. No, so fucking high. No, like, like, what he says... I have faith in you, What Nero. he says is, do you remember me, Eddie, when I, especially when I killed your brother? And I did it I with... Saw her, and I was... Just like this! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> and then his eyes turn into daggers, because his, like, false eyes pop out, he's got crazy oh hair... Yeah, notably, we never we never find out what his full tune self actually looks like. No, he takes yeah. off one glove, and that hand keeps turning into shit, and his false eyes pop out, and that's and all later, we see. Yeah, later like everyone, all the tunes are gathered. That line for this podcast. Oh yeah, I I like when uh and later when all of the tunes are around and they're all wondering like I wonder what kind of I wonder like what kind of tune he was and they're like well obviously not a rabbit or a mouse or a dog I'll you know all that sort of thing or a uh, puffy so, boy yeah and then and then Sylvester says or a puffy um yeah which is really funny so the, uh, the flat Christopher Lloyd it's really cool that it's stop animation um okay I thought it kind of had that look but it wasn't sure. So yeah, this is when he makes his hand into a big anvil and a big buzzsaw, and he's going to yeah. kill Eddie. He's got the crazy eyes. Well, first he reinflates himself so that he's yes. not flat anymore. He, like, sticks his mouth on a helium tank and turns it on. Which is... The visual of it is just so fucking weird. It, like, his 
cylindrical head popping out. Yeah, so yeah, we have Christopher Lloyd doing crazy cartoon shit. But then Eddie, like, as Eddie is about to get chopped in half by this fucking buzzsaw. He, yeah, he uh, he locates, what was it, what do we call it, Chekhov's punch the, glove? Yeah, yep. the, 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 the Chekhov's hammer hammer glove. Um, and he, he, you know, he activates it, Doom dodges it, but he wasn't yeah. aiming to punch for Doom. He was aiming for the dip valve behind him, yeah. which causes a gigantic torrent of dip to engulf doom and also drain the uh drain the dip mobile of all its dips so that roger and jessica are fine so he he doom melts uh <laughs> jessica literally quoting, just says i'm gonna faint <laughs> yes uh doom melts he even quotes the wicked witch another famous melting because i mean yeah you, you gotta if your villain is melting you gotta and yeah, Doom is defeated. The Dipmobile like bursts through the wall uh, to Toontown. And... Yeah, one one last bit of trivia is that I didn't fucking pause it to try and like make this out because that would be me going way too fast. But apparently, if you look frame by frame, all of the windows on the train that slams into the Dipmobile are like showing murder scenes. Oh, that's awesome! That's really funny. So. Yeah, the, the dipmobile gets crushed by a by a train. Uh, Eddie wa- washes away all the dip with like a bunch of fire hydrants so that he can let Jessica and Roger down. All the tunes show up. Mickey's there. Bugs is there. Everybody's there. Goofy's there. So you know, everybody's there. And they're all looking at uh, the cops. Also show up because Benny went to call them. This and it's horrifying like, pile of clothes and rubber. Yes, with, like ink melted all over them. Yeah, like there's like red paint spilling from the eye holes of this latex mask. Cause it, that's God, it looks like it looks like he, he literally looks like a melted corpse. Um, and yeah, another another like subtle detail to Christopher Lloyd's acting: he doesn't move his face very much because yeah. it's supposed to be a mask. And because it's like yeah, he was also like covered in like I said, he had a lot of heavy prosthesis to make it look as waxy and weird as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he he's and he's used to wearing facial prosthesis. He wore facial prosthesis in the first Back to the Future to look older. Oh, um, oh right. Which is okay. why, yeah. which is why in the second old and they did him up to uh, oh no they did him to look like their past selves and they did him up to look older for the present yeah. seasons. Yeah, like yeah. when when like at the beginning of the movie, that's the prosthesis. In the past, that's, that's what he actually looked right. like. Yeah. And in the because, second yeah. one, in the second one, they have the thing where he like. He like has like a like a magical de aging future yeah. face mask, <laughs> so he doesn't have to use it anymore. <laughs> he like he like pulls it off, and he's like, "Yeah, they're incredible anti aging technology, Roddy." Sure, so, yeah, but but yeah. <laughs> sure, so doc. this is this is the parlor scene where everything is explained. Uh, it was disappearing, reappearing, disappearing, reappearing ink or whatever. Roger reads the love note. But eventually he starts reading the will. Everyone is, and Toontown is saved. Yeah. Baby Herman's back. I like that we get to see him one last time. He's cool, yeah. dude. And, uh, like, we get the final thing of, like, Roger. They're like, well, he's still going to be a sourpuss. Um, and, you know, at first it looks like Eddie's like, oh, maybe he's still kind of a jerk. But he's like, does this answer your question? And he smack gives Roger a big kiss. Also, there's a I forgot I forgot to mention there's a very funny bit earlier 
when they're in the theater where he and Dolores almost kiss. You know, they're the reconnecting. Yeah, they again. get they keep and then and then they look ball. down and they notice that Roger's staring at them like, oh, don't stop on my account, weirdo. And the, the same thing <laughs> he happens here. He loves love. He loves he he loves love. So yeah, that is the end. Uh, yeah, it it pans out with everybody singing "Smile, Darn Ya Smile," which yep. I noticed that Looney Tunes was on HBO Max and was gonna like sit down and watch a couple episodes. Apparently, they have all of Looney Tunes going yep. back to forever ago. Yeah, they and have the all of them. first episode was titled "Smile, Darn Ya Smile," oh, nice. and I guess yep. they've also used that song for shit. I ain't know that. I didn't know that it's coming a, into this. It's a Looney Tunes song. It's like uh, it's like the merry-go-round broke down or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that that is Roger Rabbit. This is probably gonna be like our longest episode. Oh, it's definitely gonna be our longest episode. Yeah, All we're right. at two hours and ten minutes, and we still got questions. Cat, are you we still awake? I'm here. I'm hanging in there. I think I think I can okay. do the questions. We just gotta go fast. Yeah, uh, we did not get any on Twitter, so we're good. We don't have like a yeah, so. Oh, oh, by the way, I should I should say. This easily took the number one spot. I oh, God, yeah. The Emperor's New Groove, great movie. This movie is just, like, on another level in the realm of, like, technical achievement. And it's also just very good. It is. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's hit up some of these questions, shall we? First, Deep Sea asked, what sort of story would you like to see that makes animation and live action? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. You want like an actual Kingdom Hearts movie with like the actual like Oh I don't know. Christ. I, I feel like if you're gonna do anything, that would be a way to go. But then also Sora himself is pretty anime, so maybe not. It could be like But he also like oh, what, adapts slightly. What's the one that you guys yeah. talk about though, like where you're suddenly dropped into like an anime world? Oh, Isekai. Yeah, there, you could do Kingdom Hearts with like an Isekai. Oh my god. Live wait, <laughs> I, no, no, that's the answer. A live action Isekai where the human protagonist is like a live action person would be amazing. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh, um Ah oh, fuck. Oh damn it. Mother's Basement, who normally does anime reviews, did an April Fool's episode analyzing Space Jam as an Isekai and came up I mean they're with not all long. of these Isekai t- like he came up with, like, all of these isekai names for it, and I can't remember any of them. Uh, there was one, like, God is, is jamming in this space. There was so fucking <laughs> oh, many amazing. of them. I'm still thinking, like, what kind of story would that mix live action and animation? Space Jam isekai title. Let me see if I can find any of them. I mean, a noir is a pretty good way to go, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. And all of the other animated live-action hybrid things have been, like, middling to bad. Such as, you know, Space Jam and Space Jam A New what Legacy. What if you did, like, a horror movie? Like, Space oh. Jam Space Jam at least is bad enough that it's, like, Space a Jam fun watch. Good. I haven't you seen will, the new one. You will not disrespect the original Space Jam at all. My oh, dad did, like, worked on the original Space like, Jam. Not, not a good movie to the same caliber as, like, this. But oh, no. it's... It's the so bad that it's fun it's kind of. Good. Yeah, it's like it's it's a mo- it's a movie created out of a fucking commercial like that. It is it, it is really like. Is. But it was good. I refuse to watch the sequel. It's, I still haven't seen it partly because I forgot. I refuse to. <laughs> yeah, anyway, of... a, a, a horror movie could be yeah. fun, like a Bendy and the Ink Machine adaptation. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Hey, it leans way Steven, into the animated Steven. part. Oh, Steven. What? Cat. Doki Doki Literature Club. Beth. No. How, why would that be a mix, though? <laughs> it's just a visual novel. That's true. 
the main character right, who's next. playing his game and gets sucked into Doki Doki. Oh, you know, yeah, okay, I can see it. What, like, if you next. make them anime, that's the whole thing but then, is, like, yeah, a real, a real well, boy. Because the whole thing, too, is Monica is aware that she's in a game. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, but, yeah, okay. There's already a Gravity Falls episode about this, and we're moving there on was! to Vera Lore's questions because I'm very angry uh-huh. about them. Uh, is Toontown uh, just the four realms where all the toys got replaced with Toons, or is this a Narnia-type deal where the four realms is just one place from the imagination-made world, and Toontown is just a different part of said world? It is neither. Toontown is just, like, a town. It just is. A physical part of the world. Toons are just here. Yeah, it's just, it's like if you drive over, if I drive from... Uh, from uh, Sherwood, where I am, to Conway, where Cat is, but everybody in Conway is a cartoon. Yeah, it's just like nice. it's it's called Toontown because it's a, like a Chinatown sort oh, of situation. Toons. Yeah, so, and like, I've never seen it, but apparently this did draw a lot on the movie Chinatown. Huh. Yes, it does. I want to watch that at some point because there's been other stuff that I've seen that referenced it. So like, I want to get the fucking references. It is a very formative. Uh, noir film. It is also Ooh. unfortunately directed by Roman Polanski. Oh. Uh, I'll find somewhere that I can watch it for free. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is It is neither a weird analog for the Christian heaven nor one woman's bizarre <laughs> psychosexual fantasy world. It is just oh, fuck, that's right. That place. is what Narnia is. Huh? Oh, God. That is what Narnia is, and that is what the Four Realms are. Don't forget that aspect of that movie. Oh, I can't. I, uh, uh, Veer won't let us. I certainly won't. Uh, the second question: Do Jessica Rabbit's hips lie? No. They don't no. lie, but they get was... not listened to and mansplained at. That's true. She, they're they're telling the truth, but no one is listening. They're telling the Cassandra uh, truth. Is if a sequel or a spiritual su- this is also Sylvia lore. If a sequel or a spiritual successor was made, would you like them to add other forms of animation alongside the traditional two D? Or was seeing a real person, a 2D person, a CGI person, a stop motion per- person, and a Muppet drinking into a bar together would be, be too, too weird? I think it would be too much. That, also, that'd be too hard. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a lot for the uh, for the crew to try to manage. Like, it would probably look neat the finished product, but I, I don't know if I want to put that. Much you can have on. like real I person like and short. then one of those out of the list. But yeah. Not yeah. But also, I really, I really do not like the cgi and real person because there's a bunch of those like the fucking sonic yeah. movies or that they for some reason the can smirk. never that we had the, roger rabbit in fucking 1988 and they interacted with the animated set better than cg and real people now right it's 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 insane i mean there's also those dog shit smurf movies yeah i forgot about like, that i did forget about that they've there are all sorts of things like that, and they never look good. Um, and we also, we like, Muppet movies are a different thing because those are physically actually there, right? So it's like, it's less right. of a thing. But, like, the, the main draw there is, like, that the shot of um, Muppets Most Muppet where uh, Kermit is, uh, or no, the great Muppet caper where Kermit is riding that bike and his legs are moving. Like, that's the big, wow, how'd they right. do that thing? Oh, yeah, that's um, right. They suck. A, no, that was Miss Piggy. They suck someone in a Piggy costume. That's right. Yep. That's too. Oh, yeah. no, there, there um, was also the one the, I shot with Kermit. Never mind. They did both. Yeah, he was riding a bike. They, they did a lot in that movie to, like, push the boundaries of Muppet. Muppet. Um, we need more Muppet. And finally, Vera Lore asks, which one is correct to say the yolk of egg is white or the yolk of egg are white? Uh, the neither. First egg, one because egg, egg yolk is singular. That's also true, that. actually. Yolk is singular, egg is singular, but also yolk is yellow. So neither are correct. The egg white yolk is a is different yellow. thing. Yeah, egg white is clear. The egg white um, was the part of it that was mechanics and shit, I guess. 
My boy Yusuf out here asking the hard questions. Do you think there are human tune babies? How do you think they're, they do they lives with babies? No. Uh, apparently that happens in the books. Uh, oh, but also, I'm gonna guess a lot of. But also, yeah, a hundred percent there are. I like a hundred percent there are. I don't know if there'd be a ton, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, I would. I will confidently say it yes had to have happened. It had to have happened at least once. Um, it could either be like, uh, just like, like that's how you get wacky guys, like the sort of a mask type situation. Yeah. Or it's a body horror type situation, depending on. Yeah, because I was gonna say it. they are they're all like uh, Michael Jordan was in Space Jam, where they folded him up and did cartoony shit, but he still looked like a human. Right. Oh, that did not look good. Um. <laughs> well, you didn't like the ten foot arm. <laughs> oh, I'm, afraid, I'm I'm really afraid that's how the One Piece live action show is gonna look. Oh, oh that's right, they are doing that. Y'all, just, it's gonna look exactly like the the Michael Jordan big arm. Y'all, the the Full Metal Alchemist live action was pushing it in terms of the visuals, and that's yeah, that's got less that's cartoony not, shit yeah, that that's, they have to do. That is not nearly as insane as One nah. Piece. Like yeah. all of the Full Metal Alchemist characters. <laughs> look like humans for the most part yeah like it's really just the homunculi and like al that you have to deal with yeah i don't know how y'all are gonna only the only outrageous looking homunculus is like gluttony all the rest of them look human enough he's like he's a lot gluttony's a lot one of the one of the principal cast members of one piece is a tiny human reindeer hybrid yes how are you gonna do chopper he ha- he's gonna have to be another one. Another one is an eight foot tall skeleton with an. They have to be like There is absolutely no way they're gonna be able to do Robin's devil fruit power without it just being the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Frankie exists. Like yeah, there's so many. Yeah, Frankie complete, exists. How are you so gonna many, do that? There are so many complete freaks in that fucking comic that Y'all. is going to be very hard to translate to live action and i i want to see what it looks like just to see how freakish it is honestly like y'all um, it it's a it's a it's a cartoon for a reason y'all you can yeah. get i will allow you zoro and santi they can exist in the real world but that's basically it i i really want to see what it looks like i want to see how much of a train wreck it's gonna be uh, um, like and it's not even just the most outrageous ones imagine uh, mr two would oh, be Christ. so fucking weird in live action Every, everything would look so weird in live action. So Casey Cosmos has, has our next question to move oh away from the nightmare of live action One Piece. She asks, <laughs> so we all know Jessica Rabbit is one of the most sexy cartoons. True. But what about the guys? Who's the hottest cartoon guy? Hmm. Okay, this I will fully admit that upon reading this question, immediately forgot every cartoon guy except for like the cast of Atlantis. So I googled hottest cartoon guy, oh and um, Shang is the first image result. Yeah. So I guess that means I mean, he is. <laughs> I think he definitely leaps to a lot of people's minds. Yep, I got three. Um, <laughs> if like the, so, like if you if you try to come like because Jessica Rabbit is like the most heightened, almost caricature of like a pinup sexuality sort of situation. Yeah. So like you would need to the the analog to her would have to be the most beefcake boy one could imagine johnny brock that would technically be johnny brock but like he's not like he is he is like he is not because like the you know jessica rabbit looks very cartoony but she is also as we have discussed very uh hot that, but johnny yeah. bravo is like mm-hmm. a different situation where it's like the style of that doesn't really lend itself to because johnny bravo isn't actually an object of desire himself 
he looks like a fucking Dorito, and he has very goofy <laughs> hair. And most of the time, he doesn't even have a mouth. Oh, God, you're right. I so, think like, you don't have to listen to him blather on. Oh, no, you still hear him. It just is comes it, from is it Alex? Is it Alex Louis Armstrong from Fullmetal Alchemist? You know? I will accept that. If, I, if we're going anime, I'm saying Kiba from Wolf Train. Yeah. Or Ichigo from Bleach, um, both of which are voiced by Johnny Young Bosch. Ichigo is like a hot guy. Like he's, I guess I don't have any like strong opinions on. Ichigo. I mean, first I off, if we're going Bleach, I will respectfully submit Kimpachi. First off, that man is not hot. That man is <laughs> like a, my hand. Actually, after he gets rid of the bells in his hair and his hair falls down a little looser, I will go with that. <laughs> yeah. I will go with that. I guess. Yeah, he's him with his hair he, down. Out of like, he's out too veiny. He's too grizzly. Out of the least like side characters, like not like main main characters though. When I was younger, I had a thing for uh, Shuhei Hisagi, which was Tosin's lieutenant, the guy with. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. oh, who was fucking, what is it? Forty nine tattooed on his face. Who is the? Who was the? Who was the guy with the like the pink? kimono with the stubble oh, who was he oh oh yeah shit. yeah he, okay he's a pretty sexy he's a pretty sexy bleach he's guy cool. um there's also actually who was i thinking it was oh my yeah my joke answer for how to, i guess we're just talking about hottish bleach guys now. obviously the answer is mayuri kurasuchi i mean <laughs> what a sexy <laughs> man have you seen the shot of him without his makeup i will agree he's not bad looking I don't want to see that. That was that, that's scarier seen, than him with it. I, I need to see him full. Listen, I, I can only picture him as the war crimes juggalo that he oh, is. Nope, nope, nope. Here we oh. go. Kuratsuchi no There makeup. you go. Oh, how is he? Why? Why is he suddenly a regular looking man? <laughs> I hate that. He should look like a. Freak. I mean, he still doesn't have ears. <laughs> that uh, is. That's he true. removed his he, own he ears. He doesn't have ears. He removed his own ears to make room for gadgets. I don't. That's so funny. I don't understand why you... Does he get up every morning and take 10 hours yes. putting yes. on makeup? Yes, because yes. it's very... I thought he just looks like that. <laughs> He's a war crimes juggler. change all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Oh, God, uh, that's true. So, continuing on, getting out of Bleach Corner, God. Um, Casey Cosmos also asks, Ooh. what significant detail brings you out of retirement to solve one last case? Oh, also, before we fully leave, like, half of the Joe Stars, let's be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah. I actually had yeah, Joseph Joestar. There we go. Joseph Joestar yeah. is the veil Jessica Rabbit. Fuck, <laughs> 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 he is. That one. Part that two, one. Joseph, absolutely. Hell, even part, like, even... Even part four Joseph would be. No, Jonathan Joestar is. I yeah. said Jonathan Joestar. Yeah, Jonathan was, yeah. I heard Joseph. Yeah. I'm still thinking about the wrong Joestar. Yeah, Joseph on the brain. Oh right, so yeah, we, we decided the male the it, it wasn't exactly the answer to the question, but the male version of Jessica Rabbit is Joseph yep. Joestar. I mean moving on. Yeah, all right. What, what's one? What's one crucial detail that brings you out of retirement? Solve one last case. Honestly, if you just give me like free donuts, I'll, I'll do it. I mean, right? yeah, well, you're not wrong. Pay me. I can be lured in with the. I can be lured in with like a burrito. Anything sweet. Give me like a brownie or like a good piece. Like give ooh carrot cake. Give me carrot cake and I'll do it. <laughs> all carrot cake. We would have the least financially successful detective agency because we would accept all of our payments in sweets. Right. Oh, I forgot to mention like, the the last line. The uh, one of the last lines is Jessica going, "Let's go home, Roger. I'll bake you a carrot cake." Yeah, <laughs> carrot cake is the shit. Yeah. I don't know. 
That's I think the I sexiest way anyone has ever said carrot cake right? before. Mm. Um, Deep Sea asks, what are your Toon World sonas? Well, based on Eddie, I guess we just stay ourselves. It's just that now we can be flattened yeah. by physics. Uh, just, we're just like super cartoony versions of I'll ourselves. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, Flutterdark asks, how would you react if you see an animated character in front of Depends your house? Depends on who it is. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. they're just standing there menacingly, I'll probably pretend I'm not home. Or, like, film them and put it on TikTok. You know, there we go. Guys, Bugs Bunny is outside of my house. I'd be right checking now. the expiration date on the milk I just had in my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Second part of this question What animated character doesn't have to be from this movie? Would you want to show up in our world temporarily? God, like 90 something percent of anime characters would be hilarious to watch. Like, yeah, did it? Yeah. Chernabog. God, yeah. There we go. Legit reason for not having. <gasps> Alternatively, to work. can't go to work. Thought of hellfire is outside my apartment. Alternatively, if I can split this into two characters, the versions of God or of uh, Jesus and Buddha from Saint Young Men, because those are just ah, those two boys. dudes hanging out. The boys, <laughs> the boys hanging with the boys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, calling it a right. Yeah, boss. I can't come in today. Yeah, night on Bald Mountain is going on outside my house. Um, the boss is just like, I'm not sure. I believe you. All right, here's a pick. Yeah, it's going. It's been going on for a while now. The, the, see, a caller supervisor would be like, uh, I can't come into work today. Why? What's up? Can I Facetime you real quick? <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know if like the Ave Maria bit starts but i don't know where it, it has it's been going on for like an hour they've been on the they've been doing that for a while and i yeah. don't i don't know if we're gonna get to the avi maria part um until this work day is over uh. <laughs> uh yeah i mean like i don't know monkey d luffy also, uh, god also hercules version of hades just because i think it'd be fun can we get him to kill james woods Ooh. but then could he talk I, I would so. say he's a god. He's, so like, a se- he's yes. like a separate entity. Yeah. Or he like... could just pull an Ursula thing and like steal his voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what he really needs to do is steal his Twitter. Yeah. That's the real. I, I I don't. I am not in situations where I have to hear. We James need to, Woods no, we need to bring but... Hades into the real world and teach him how to use Twitter. Oh Christ! God, that's that's dangerous. I would love it. It would be amazing. <laughs> Um, Deep Sea asks, "Can I get any thoughts on the Roger Rabbit ride at Disneyland?" I don't think anyone else did. Any of you ever ride it? I have. It's, it's been a while, but I have. I don't think I. If I have, I was too young to remember it. I was have. It good. Um, it's it's been it's been since like Grayson was four months old. What kind of ride? Is it? So my wow. memory is a little hazy. Uh, from going to Disneyland when I was a kid, I remember it scaring the shit out of me. Probably just because yeah, of the lighting. Like a... Yeah, it's like a it's like a Mr. Toad type of crazy dark ride, oh, okay. right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's moving really fast. It's a dark ride. They've got a lot of stuff painted with like paint that reacts under uh, black lights, oh. so it's like you've got that kind of lighting going on. Gotcha. Um, but having ridden it since as an adult, it's all right. Um, the queue is filled with a lot of license plates that are just how can we use six characters to spell out like Disney characters' names? So they've got like P three R Pan. Stuff oh, like that. Nice. Uh, yeah. I get it. Um, now, if you're talking about the apparent recent-ish controversy about it, it's fucking dumb. Wait, what is the <laughs> People controversy are stupid. about it? Apparently, oh, no, no. and I don't even... I haven't read a ton about this. I don't know if it's a temporary thing or if they made it a permanent change to the ride. But apparently, um, 
they changed Jessica Rabbit's um, backstory a little bit for the ride because basically the ride is kind of just giving you like a whirlwind tour through the movie or something like that. So part of it involves like Jessica getting kidnapped by the Weasel Boys just to make it so that they're actually present a little bit more. So there are a lot of scenes where like she's got one of them chasing after her or she's tied up in the trunk of a car, stuff like that. Well, they have rewritten her so that in honor of, or basically to honor her former friend, Eddie, who I guess is supposed to be dead in universe now. Oh my God. She has become a private eye and donned a trench coat and a fedora to get the look down. So they've replaced a lot of those, a lot of those same scenes with her now, like lurking behind the weasel boys, like trying to slap cuffs on them and stuff like that. And of course, there's a lot of internet outrage by the nerd boys who are mad that they're making Jessica unsexy and saying that it like ruins the point of her. And I'm like, y'all, if you don't think that she can still be sexy in that outfit, you don't know Jessica Rabbit. Well, first, yeah, off. I just go- I just googled this. They're dumb as fuck. She's so Plus, hot if, n- if nothing else, it's Thank called you. imagination, fellas. Also, and that. Also- and also, she doesn't even get kidnapped that much in the movie. Oh, it's like yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like at the end with right. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. It's her and Roger tied, tied up. up. And she still manages to literally end. catch or snag one of them with a booby trap, literally. Yeah. yeah nice, nice booby trap. Yeah, I don't know. That's that that sounds about right for, you know, culture war boys. And then Casey snuck in a few more while we were recording. Of course she did. Because she does that. Yeah, what Disney IP will prominently feature in the eventual Who Made Roger Rabbit remake? I don't want to think about that. Shut the fuck up. Who Remade Roger Rabbit movie, rather? No. Hopefully not Peter Pan. I mean, he. We know Roger Rabbit is gonna. He was at least, at least in the trailer for the f- stupid fucking Rescue Rangers movie. Was he? He's actually gonna. Yeah, I don't know if he's actually gonna. Because they were like, oh, we're doing that again, except. God bad. damn it! Now I have to um, watch the fucking trailer. Uh, <sighs> Like I don't I've seen know. one trailer and I kind of turned off at one of them having gotten CGI surgery. I've seen a poster. That's it on Reddit. Yeah. I, uh... If they honestly, everything else aside, if this movie doesn't at least reference the fact that there's a real world cult in Russia that worships gadget, that's what was the true. point? That's true. There is. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna be like Ahsoka or something. Oh God. Star Wars in it. Or they're gonna put like. The baby Yoda will be there. Yeah, yeah, they'll find a way for him to be in it. Oh, never mind. It's gonna be the fucking Simpsons. Go the end of the Simpsons now. Everything. Oh, bad. that's right. They I do. I don't like thinking about who who remade Roger Rabbit. That's no, bad. there's they've got too much crap that they can work with, and you just know they'll go the route that fucking Warner Brothers did for um, Space Jam Two, yeah. which again I haven't seen, but I've watched a couple of reviews, and apparently they just. Uh, all of their IPs into the movie. Yeah, they did. To be like, hey, look at all this other stuff that we own. Right. The nuns, the nuns from Ken Russell's The Devils are in the background of that there's movie, which is a, so funny. There's a panning shot in during the like eventual basketball game that shows a ton of characters, and fucking yeah. Alex DeLarge and yeah. the boys are in it. Yeah, the fucking droogs. Um, Why are they here? <laughs> So we have a Clockwork Orange, and we have the Nun Sex movie uh, in the Space Jam film because, well, they're WB movies. Got to put them all in yep. here. Like Ins- insane. Anyway, uh, Casey unleashes 
some things on us here in these next two questions with yeah something that we brushed on in in the uh, first act of this episode are you aware of the sequel book that basically ignores the first first book and is about Roger trying to compete for the lead role in Gone with the Wind? Yeah, apparently there's some kind of apparently there's some kind of rumor that starts in the movie that Jessica's cheating on him with Clark Gable now. <laughs> so is he is he going for Clark Gable's role? Is that what they mean by the lead role? I guess. Huh. I can totally see though Roger just saying screw it and going for the Scarlet O'Hara role. Funny. It's in the name, Scarlet O'Hara. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Frankly, my dear Roger. I mean, I mean, I we, if damn. we know, if we know one thing about cartoon rabbits, they love to do drag. So they do. Yep. And the final question, which is really the one that uh, makes me ask a lot of questions, is that for some reason has Jessica's sister, who is only six inches tall, for some oh, reason. Oh, oh, oh. It's not just that. One, I didn't realize she was six inches tall. Um, the Ooh, summary that I, that, that I saw online just said that she's smaller. Uh, so I didn't know. I didn't realize that she was that much smaller. Uh, apparently, Eddie and Dolores have broken up by this point. Of course they have. Guess who Eddie's new love interest is? Jessica. You, no. Betty. No, she's still with uh, Jessica. Is still with Roger. What is he with Betty Boop? Nope, his new love interest is Jessica's six-inch-tall sister. Oh, Jesus. Who apparently just looks like a scaled-down version of Jessica. Well, we've been Disney Minus. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter. (laughs) At Disney Minus. We broke them. And you can join our Discord to look at the picture of the tiny Jessica Rabbit. And... Uh, I'm Nero. You can find me on Twitter, <laughs> Dragon Smoocher. You can find other projects I do in various places that thankfully don't involve relationships with six inch tall women, uh, such as the podcast Power, She Raw, show I did with my friend Jane, that is that podcast Power. The Our follow up, which is uh, the comprehensive Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast, Radio Free Heidland, that is at Heidland Radio. Our prelude episodes are all up. The episode, the series proper will be starting very shortly. Just got to actually play the first 10 levels of ARR again. Um, And I'm also on Prime Cuts, an online history of the Transformers franchise on television. That is at Prime Cuts Pod. I would advertise the screening I'm doing this weekend of the Transformers, the movie from 1986 in there. But by the time this episode comes out, it will already be done. So there's not much point in doing that. But join the Prime Cuts Discord anyway. It's fun. That's my projects. Please talk, so I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tab away from this channel. <laughs> look at that. Okay, cat. Um, I guess I'll go real quick. I'm Steven. Well, first off, did you you said the Disney minus Twitter, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. I'm I'm Steven. I'm at Marshmallow, which is spelled like Marshmallow, except it has my name in it. I'm at Dad underscore Tastic. I have already broken one promise to start posting regularly again. Uh, I, I don't know. Bullshit. <laughs> um, I'm also on Resonant Beats, which is an actual play podcast playing uh, Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined. You can find that at Resi Beats Pod. I'm Kat. You can find me at Z-87. You can also find me on Disney Minus Off Weeks, where Steven is still dragging me, kicking and screaming through Kingdom Hearts. And I think we're finally plugging our way pretty steadily through Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, we are basically at the beginning of the end game. Hey. 
And uh, so now that we have got our plugs, Nero, just to not make you suffer any longer, <laughs> I did go ahead and uh, pop up the random number generator for our next episode. I got number 292, which is the 2004 movie Going to the Mat, which I have never heard of, but apparently... What the fuck about... is that? I don't know. Apparently... I think we're getting our first decom because apparently this is about a blind kid oh. doing high school wrestling. Oh boy! Oh my god! Oh, this is gonna be a train. I Wayne Brady's imagine. in this movie. Wait, who? Wayne Brady. Oh god! Oh, <laughs> he's by like the, the way, he's like so, he's like the only name in this movie that is any any recognizable. This is going to be god. a train wreck. I mean, probably. I cannot imagine they handle his blindness delicately. No. I. Fully do not expect that. This is from 2004. Um, oh, side note, bit of trivia that I just remembered since we can never escape this dude. <laughs> Apparently they considered Wallace Shawn to play Eddie at one point. No. That would have been a very different that movie. Would've that would have been. been an entirely different energy. Yeah. Way different. I'm really glad they I didn't. Know. I, I don't think <laughs> I would have liked that movie very much. No, that yeah, so no, I, I, Wallace Shawn's great. I just don't think of a hard-boiled no. noir detective when I think no. of Wallace Shawn. No. He would have been okay, yeah, would have looking at TL inconceivable. God. Okay, yeah, looking at the uh, suggested movies that come along with going to the mat, they are all decoms. So, yeah, I think we're doing our oh, first decom next time. Great. Well, join us. <laughs> Join us next time for a, a, a sensitive, characterful uh, exploration of, of the experience of the of the of the blind. Um, and Wayne Brady will be there. Yeah. yeah. Fucking apparently. As always, fuck Disney and do not watch <laughs> the Rescuers movie. It looks like dog shit. Or maybe do. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a Space Jam situation or a Space I Jam I mean, we're you're into that kind of self We, at the very least, are going to have to at some point. No, no. I'm well, very troubled by the details I have can seen. Can we just... That can about we just, it. We'll put that one off until it's Grayson's turn to watch it. Until he takes over the podcast. For God. <laughs> Six-inch tall Jessica Rabbit. Good night. Go to bed, Nero. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Disney, fuck tiny girlfriends, I guess. That doesn't sound right. You. Move